Okay. Yeah, we're recording, but I, I cut it up before I stopped. So, so they, I could say something really you, you good. You can right now, and you can just cut it right out. No, no, screw it. We're just going to start. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Fascinated with Films. We have a very... <laughs> the very professional blog. <laughs> hey, man, sometimes you just got to let it go. Uh... We I don't have know why list. I call this a blog sometimes when I'm telling people. Like, really? yeah. They're like, you do a blog? I was like, no, 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 no. podcast. <laughs> That's I write it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I dictate it later on. That's right. Speak it word for word. Yeah. So on tonight's pod, this is a very special pod here, Dave. I didn't know if you knew this. I knew it was special. <laughs> and not only because it's one of our favorite kind of creative artists that we're dedicating not one pod, but two pods. Two pods. Boom. You have to have yeah. two pods because yeah. one will just be, a be part really... one and part two. However, it is not Tupac. That's true. <laughs> no, I do love Tupac. You know, I see, I went to get uh, some DVDs earlier this week and... Uh, I was so happy. The one DVD that I found in there was Gridlocked. Oh, yeah. Tupac. Mm-hmm. And man, I was so thrilled. And I turned to my girl and I said, this is the gem that I found here today. I never <laughs> see Gridlocked. I, I love this movie. And we got went up to pay and... Uh, they were like, he's like, you should check and make sure everyone's oh, in there. And uh, no. sure as shit, so oh, the, one, the one that was no. missing. I was like, oh. no. I said that really pisses me off. So now I got to order on Amy. Oh. Anyways, <laughs> uh, fitting it right in. <laughs> our artist of choice this week that we're going to dedicate all this pod time to is Stephen King. Boom. Love Boom. Stephen King. You are. A huge Stephen King fan. He we, got me reading. Mom yep. was a huge. Our mother uh, read Stephen King everything. Fan. And then when I turned, I think I was a freshman in high school. My mom got me a three, uh, like a three book set that included Pet Cemetery, uh, Night Shift, and uh, <laughs> Firestarter or Carrie. I can't remember. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, so I read them, and then I read every single thing afterwards that Stephen King did. <laughs> like usually the uh, week it came out, Ten. when when Needful Things came out, I sat on the couch and read for three days until it was done. And I read, I did that all the way up and through like uh, up until like ten years ago. I've been kind of away from. I've been doing my own writing instead of reading. But uh, I did read The Cell. But other than that, I think I really stopped after like or right before Insomnia and like halfway through the Dark Tower series. Mm. So, you guys, have you ever read any of the Stephen Kings, or are you just movies? Well, I read the one. I read um, Night Shift. I read Night Shift. That cover scared the crap out of me as a, a little kid. Cover. It was like a half bandaged hand, With eyes just from the it. wrist up. But the, there was eyes on all the finger pads. Yeah. Oh whoa! And it kind of had like a reflective. So when you read it, it and then you put it on your nightstand at it ten was years old, at you. yeah, the thing's staring at you. <laughs> oh <like>. man! <laughs> I read that. I read Christine. I read Cujo, mm-hmm. which I loved. Well, that was a good one to read. Yeah, because I, I, I don't. I I've been bitten. By, I've been hospitalized by a dog oh, attack man. before, and this was after this. But I've always kind of been scared of dogs. Mm-hmm. Unless you tell me, oh, that dog's harmless. That one's on the list, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> these are, these are, that's one that I read. And I, you know what? I think I probably read a couple more. And I, I'll admit, you most got, of you my... Could, you got out when you started doing sports. I, I, st- I read journal articles, school yeah, books, yeah, yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And but like novelizations back then? Yeah. Yeah, but, it was like sports. Well, the Christian school made us read a lot. Yeah. Not Stephen King? Not Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. They were 
I, we've said this before, but Paul and I, I went long. I graduated from there, but we both went for a short time together. It was a Christian school, like hardcore Baptist. Oof. You're going to go knock on people's yeah. doors and convert them on the weekends. No oh, movies. Man. No movies. You no had to concerts, sign no a morality music. class. I remember he, to go yeah, to yeah, you saying there. that. No music. Yeah. No music. And your senior year, music. you went to go see a movie, yeah. an R rated movie or something. No movie right? theaters. You I, could watch movies, but you could watch them at home, but you couldn't watch them in the theaters because you couldn't patronize. Establishments yeah. that so we just felt bad about doing it at home, sort yeah. of, kind of. <laughs> I, you were I, older. Than I you. didn't feel bad. About <laughs> I was in a band the last two years at Christmas school. I was in a rock band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hit shit better than anybody. <laughs> well, you had to, and they really, as long as you were a good kid and you weren't causing problems. No, See, it, I didn't drink mm-hmm. in high school. I never it had turns a drink you into or like did a, drugs. Oh wow! So it turns I, you socially inept when you leave. A, Christian school. Oh God, I it's can't a, imagine. Like he went to start. He had to start. He went from the Christian school to start high school. Yeah. Oh wow. So he had to go all through four yeah. years. Of high I went school. four years of Christian school and then went right into high school and I was like, holy shit, everyone's yeah. allowed to swear. And <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is happening here? No, I had a, a couple of good buddies that uh, that helped uh, get me into some really good shit and uh, with as far as like. Uh, Movies I was always going to be into, but really dark stuff. So I listened to Iron Maiden, and then uh, yeah, that I wanted to go. You the had some. Way. Oh, I did read Junkie. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not a Stephen King book, Burroughs, but you yeah. you recommended that and Hell and the Hell oh, well, Angels. That. <laughs> yeah, those and uh, the Hell's Angels. Yeah, from, the Hunter Thompson. Yeah, so book. I read both of those on your recommendation. Yeah, and it was a trip, good. man, because it's a life you would never know. Yeah, yeah. like and it like. Not even don't know, like can't imagine, like listen to some of the stories about William S. Burroughs oh, yeah. trying to find a fix or trying to keep from having a fix. Mm. It was like, God, this is like, he'd rather die than not have that. Well, what was great about Stephen King too in his writing is uh, it was really easy to read, you know? It wasn't anything yeah. difficult. Oh, yeah. It wasn't Tale of Two Cities. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Thompson was pretty easy to read too, but yeah. uh, William S. Burroughs, he went crazy. Tried to read Naked Lunch. I mean, Naked Lunch yeah. has like a glossary of terms in the back just oh, to explain God. what words mean. That's yeah. how A Clockwork Orange is. The book for A oh, Clockwork really? Orange, the Cockney, like uh, speaking the whole, uh, in the writing is yeah. so difficult to figure out. They have a whole glossary in the back. Oh, wow. It's weird. <laughs> so I give you props you've read either. Naked I had lunch. to read Vonnegut. <laughs> Try to read Vonnegut. Yeah, That's Vonnegut like, can You don't even know where you are yeah. in the story. <laughs> Some of this it's stuff like Tarantino on, like he was the original Tarantino. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So really, Stephen King got me into interested in reading and like very interested in other authors and i uh from him i went back and read all the classics and everything so if it wasn't for stephen king i probably wouldn't even have been reading as much as i had been now were you a horror fan a lot because oh, of the stuff well he you wrote know, more or... than anybody that we grew up watching like horror movies yeah. i was our so you were a horror fan. movie fan we even watched i remember the sad uh, sunday know, afternoon universal horror uh, or, yeah uh, i remember monsters man i remember the bride frankenstein and frankenstein and and my I was favorite in, was the uh, creature from black I was in super early and I remember there's one of our movies on here I'll tell a story about because I was young during a lot of these movies coming out and these movies were seen by our parents and just subsequently seen by us because they either taped them and we went and watched them or we were in the room where they were watching it or they didn't or we got cable and they didn't realize we were watching it in the next room so well as long as it wasn't nudity they would let us watch uh, there were a lot of Stephen King movies that I was introduced to by uh Terror in the Isles. That's true too. Yeah, because mm. we watched Terror in the Isles really young. I don't know why it was on, it was on cable. It was on cable, so we watched it and <coughs> and uh, it was sanitized pretty much. No, it was. It, they had some <laughs> stuff, man. They had one whole uh, part of it that was all all the sex and horror movies. Did they? Remember? Oh yeah. 
Uh, and they showed some of the more gruesome scenes. They showed. Well, I stand uh, uh, yeah, they showed, <laughs> like the American Wealth in London uh, transformation. They show that. They show all the Shining, uh, the Thing, whole lot of great stuff. Turn the Isles. Nancy, you haven't seen in the Isles. Nancy, what's her name? It, and Donald Pleasance, right? Nancy Allen. And yeah. Nancy Allen. And uh, Donald Pleasance. And if you're a fan of seventies, eighties horror movies, you she's in. Oh yeah, she's in all of them. Oh yeah. <laughs> Even oh, if yeah. she's holding the cue card. Yeah, she <laughs> made, she Stephen King. I don't know if she's in a Stephen King. Well, anyway, so what we're going to do here is we have uh, picked uh, 30 Stephen King Deep in the vault. movies <laughs> that we want to talk about. And for this first pod, we're going to talk about his first 15 movies that we have on the list. And there's there's a couple here and there that we've left off, but none of the really the biggies. And uh, some of the TV ones, made-for-TV ones, got real cheesy, and they don't really deserve a whole lot of... <laughs> he didn't have a lot of control of what yeah. what happened in some uh, of those. But So we're going to split it between uh, one, uh, 1 through 15 on this pod... And then next week, we're going to bring you uh, 16 through 30. And uh, it's it's amazing how they stay strong. You know, his stories from the... You, you feel like the first 15 should be the real strong ones. Those last 15 have some, uh, some amazing stuff in there. So, do we want to get right into it? All right. All right. So, this first movie we're going to talk about here is 1976. So, I guess that was his first one. Nothing before 76 was Carrie. Uh, with the great Sissy Spacek. Yeah. Saw that in the theater with my dad. Oh, you, <laughs> you and your dad. And, I'm joking. I wasn't even alive. He wasn't even a memory. Uh, <laughs> uh, 76, yeah. So I was one year old. I was, yeah. I was three, so I didn't yeah. see it in the theater. I did see that with my dad, though. Um, I, we saw parts of it before yeah, we actually Mom got to see it. Mom showed us a couple dad, of... Dad. Oh, dad? Uh, yeah. Dad was super excited to see it. And showed us like he's like I'll show you three scenes from it. And, and what put, a jerk! And, he, and it was like, <laughs> and it really was the most disturbing scene. Just let us watch uh-huh. the, rest he was, of the movie. He was just concerned know, right? about nudity, man. He was so concerned oh, about nudity. So there's only he'd like, run across the room and cover our eyes in the shower. But I mean, uh, so fast forward through the shower. Yeah, scene. you get to sissy space that you get to see later on a little bit. I just he I remember him. I remember. I disagree him, like, with your dad. <laughs> I remember. I, do too. I remember. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I, but I remember a, like a nude scene coming on, and he reached for the remote so quick, mm-hmm. and he couldn't get it working. Yeah, he couldn't get it working. Yeah. It was a long nude scene. He ran across the stuff and put his hand over my eye. Yeah, I was like, wow. Yeah, that's just that's a big insight into <laughs> is, his, yeah. his right? mentality. That is the legs he'll go. To, oh my to, god. To not talk about uh, what you've just seen, that's you know, because I think that's more of a thing than you seeing it is you asking questions about it afterwards. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, because that's, I would have told him anything he wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get a little into Carrie, uh, the great sissy Spacek, uh, Spacek, where really started her career. But you had other people in it like John Travolta. You had Nancy Allen. Damn man, look the first the first one. one. <laughs> He's the first I don't know. She did a yeah. <laughs> movie. Bam, number one. The great, uh, the horror great PJ Souls. Mm. Uh, great PJ Souls story. I actually saw her. You know who PJ Souls is? Mm-mm. She was the one from, uh, might be even easier to tell her from uh, Halloween. She was the one from Halloween that kept saying totally. The, uh, blo- the blonde haired girl that got choked with the. Uh, uh, I can see the, the scene. I just can't picture yeah. her and, face. And Carrie, she had like a red uh, baseball cap on. She even wore it at the prom. Huh. Was, I think uh, some of these kids deserve what they got yeah. coming. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> they, were, they were pretty. Kids were mean. Oh, yeah. oh, all these kids were horrible. But anyways, PJ Souls, I had watched a video of PJ Souls giving birth. 
watched, I've actually watched her give birth. What? How, how random is that? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was at a friend's house who was. Is she uh, the girl from Halloween yeah. three or four? No, the, or uh, six the, or the one. first one. <laughs> the first Halloween. One of those. <laughs> uh, no, I had gone over a friend's house who was. Uh, she was going through. It wasn't Lamaze, but it was something like that. And they gave her videos to uh, take home and watch. Huh. And I was going over just to hang out uh, with uh, Sarah and Jay. And they just happened to have it on the video, uh, TV. And they was like, hey, dude, that chick from freaking Halloween's giving birth on the TV. And I'm looking, I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, she is. She's giving birth on the television. That's I guess hysterical. she had agreed to have a video filmed of her doing this bir- specific birth method. Uh, and she gave it to this uh, this class. That's you filmed given, that's the given. <laughs> Oh, I did film a birth, but yeah. Not, uh, that's trippy. <laughs> isn't it oh it is trippy but <laughs> i bet yeah i am gonna avoid that crazy scenario <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> anyway so yeah carrie starts off pretty crazy do you remember the opening scene <laughs> remind me in the opening scenes in the shower okay where she has, she her has period. a period she has oh that's the opening the scene time. i yeah. didn't realize that was the and opening scene it's like scene. the credits man. oh wow with this long brian de palma did carry and we should mention uh if i know who they are uh going on who the uh, directors are because mm-hmm. they really do reflect how good or how bad some of these movies are i right. mean de palma uh, i love he love him his style is awesome gritty uh yeah. Oh, yeah. De Palma was really right in his element around Carrie too. That's where he was doing the split screens, and he was doing those long pan uh, panning yeah, yeah, shots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had those weird kind of frame ups where uh, you had, you know, when they were outside uh, doing calisthenics and everything, you had the uh, the teacher like right in the front, uh, the foreground, and all the kids in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He used a really uh, crazy thing. And uh, another interesting thing about uh, Carrie is when they were. Uh, Filming it, George Lucas and Brian De Palma were good friends. And during the casting session, George Lucas they they combined their casting sessions, so they each nice. they each watched their uh, what different was Lucas actors. Doing at the time? Lucas was Star doing Wars, Star Wars, right? yeah. Oh wow! And, uh, and De Palma was doing Carrie, so they were picking and choosing which ones they wanted. And huh. a lot of them read for the reverse movies. So no William, I wonder William, if they bet whose movie was uh, going to do better. In the I know, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I surely would have thought fucking De Palma's, uh, but. Uh, yeah, so it's crazy. So William Cat, you know, greatest American yeah, hero, yeah. he read for Luke Skywalker and everything. Kind of looks like Mark Hamill yeah. a little bit. Yeah, his they have that on video too. You can go back and watch all those <laughs> casting uh, things. It was on one of the Star Wars like DVD uh, bonus features, but it was pretty cool. So this cast completely came out of those. Didn't uh, Kurt Russell in that cast? Yeah, but not not Matt. from that. He he did come in and read for it. Hmm. It wasn't for that. Uh, so, anyways. Carrie's, what was Carrie's big thing? Telekinesis, man. Right. And she threw those knives at her mom. Oh, man. And I don't the potato peeler. <laughs> the potato peeler is what made that kind of whole scene, man. Mm. I loved Sissy's basic in this. Oh, yeah. It's really, really great. Yeah. And so was it uh, the girl Parker, played her mom. Um, the girl from, yeah, from Twin uh, Peaks. Twin Peaks. Yeah, what the hell's her name? I can't remember her name. I just had it on my yeah. tongue. I, I, I said Parker Posey, but it's, no, it's I, like that. It's like that, I know. Yeah, man, it'll come to me. But uh, she was crazy in this movie. I mean, playing the mom. She was oh, really, yeah. Really yeah. crazy. And what were some of your more memorable scenes from Carrie? When you think of Carrie, what do you think of? Oh, well, I mean, definitely the pig blood yeah, falling pig on her. The you know, the, the prom, you know, the, the build-up to the Nancy prom. How evil Allen was in that movie? Oh, my God. She was downright evil. Travolta was just freaking stupid. Uh, but she was just... When they murdered the pigs to get the pig's blood. Yeah. That's the scene you're talking about or dropping? Well, you know, the whole thing. I mean, because that's like because basically that, the last, what, yeah. 30 minutes of the movie yeah, or yeah, so. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like they take what? They take a <laughs> sledgehammer to the pig. Yeah, that's and, what disturbed me. Yeah. Spacek should have known something was up. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> she did, but. but you know, but that was one thing about her character, like you were saying just a minute ago. Like yeah. her character, even though she was a, a a fucking psychotic badass in the end, yeah. you know, in the beginning, like she was just a soft, innocent oh, yeah. girl who just didn't fit in, and you know, was yeah. different. I mean, and she like knew she, she was the bullying shy, is what but... brought the power out of her. Like, right. She yeah. Probably had never been pushed. Pushed. Right. How much she got yeah. pushed. I mean, and that's what happened with that, with the pig's blood, you know? Yeah. That one spark that just set the, her off. Literally that spark, because then well, she electrified the gym and it, everybody in it. Yeah, now, in that gym, she had no, even the nice, the teacher that was nice to her. Yep. Sorry, that, yep. back, do this, that backboard's going to yep. be right for me. Mm-hmm. Since you've read a lot of these, yeah. and probably recall them a lot better than the ones that I've even read, mm-hmm. you should tell us a little bit when differences, you, yeah. When yeah. you come to some of them, I, some of them I remember them really well. Like Carrie, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. It was, I think it was fairly close. But Stephen King has a real. He, it seems like he doesn't worry about the bounds of anything when he's thinking of yeah no something and yeah his, not at all. His writing has evolved too from what he does uh, in his early movies. Oh, when I think of Stephen King, a lot of times he really teaches you. My favorite movie, writer, Stephen King movie, was gonna. Shock you if you want. I, I can save it till later. Save I can. it. Save it till later. It comes up. I'll be like, bam! Like, like, there it is. <laughs> you should have dropped that mic. Now you got it. <laughs> uh, I just blew out everybody's eardrum. <laughs> so sorry. So, sorry. so the, the great thing with his writing, though, is when I think of Stephen King, I think of the large groups of people that he's able to write for when you think of The Stand, The Mist. Yeah, the relationships uh, between uh, them too. Uh, the Langoliers where you have like, you have 10 people that all have to interact with each other and one of them's the asshole. One of them's like the Rick from Walking Dead who's the leader who's going to group everyone together. One's the sympathetic character that doesn't want to kill anyone. You know, this, the, and one's usually a Bible, uh, uh, like belting crazy <laughs> lunatic. If there's an uh, apocalypse, I'm staying in small group. Yeah, oh yeah. There's Two, always three, a writer. Mm-hmm. Four people, yeah. tops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what happens and like it, further on we'll talk about it and, uh, when we get to like the mist is where the people are more scary than the situations themselves and right. he was really really good at that sometimes they don't help each other either. No. they no. make things a lot worse yeah. <laughs> yeah, he knew a long time ago that pe- people uh, kind of dealing with the elements around him were scarier than the elements around him yeah. so, and he really kind of mastered that in his writing but early on with like Carrie you know Carrie was written when he was in high school so he, he had just crazy. written that now and, I'm trying to remember in the end, like the end end, didn't Carrie go home and kill her mom and yep. burn down the house? Yep. Isn't that what happened? Yeah, it fell yeah. on top of her. And then the last scene of that the last, movie is last jump awesome. scene. Oh, yeah, yeah that's there right. There hasn't been yeah. many jump scenes, so that got everybody. Yeah. No one was expecting that yeah. from what I hear. And that was one of the scenes our dad showed us mm-hmm. was the jump scene. We jumped. Uh, oh, I bet. Tell the audience what it is. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> So this gra- so this grave, right? <laughs> and it's Carrie White. <laughs> and then the the one girl that kind of was the sympathetic character for her, uh, who kind of really kind of screwed her by uh, having Tommy go to the uh, prom with her in the first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we won't look into that. So she bring she's bringing uh, she got what she she's bringing flowers to they her grave, and when she lays the flowers down, all this great kind of music that slow Brian De Palma shot, very similar like Dress to Kill when they're going to the, uh, that shower scene in Dress to Kill. I'm sure it's very dream like sure Nightmare Elm Street's done a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very dream like uh, oh, quality oh, yeah, to, yeah. to it too. And so when. Uh, the hand just comes right out of the ground, out of the grave, and grabs her wrist, yeah. and she screams her head off, and then all of a sudden she's at home 
with her mom holding her wrists and she's realized she's in bed but she's like having a dream and it just yeah. freaks people out and then after that it became like a complete cliche to do it in movies afterwards oh yeah it's done really really but well but if you're the first one to do it yeah, yeah. or yeah. the first one to do it really well then you get you get to surf on that for a while. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Stephen King tells a story about when he went to see Carrie in the movie theater for the first time. And he said that he uh, he was disappointed because he he didn't... It didn't wasn't put in one of the big theaters. It was put in one of the urban neighborhoods. And then so he, he went there to watch it. And he said there were like two huge black guys sitting uh, in front of him and everything. And uh, he turned to his wife and he's like, I don't think it's going to play well in this theater. He says this... this Racial stereotypes. Yeah, I know. It's like this little. These guys are not interested in this little white girl and her period and her problems. They're and, uh, screaming like little kids. And, and they were even snickering at it in the opening scene and everything. But they said by the end they were screaming their heads. Nice. Right. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, so he said that that right there uh, told him he knew it too. So and the beauty of Stephen King is it didn't take too long before people realized holy shit everything he writes could be a movie and it's going to be fantastic yeah. oh yeah to the point well, where it's just green and it's great because he's coming from the screenplay or the the adaption side where you don't get you don't get typecast because he's yeah. all using different directors right. and different actors and it's not like a Tarantino movie is always going to feel like a Tarantino movie right. yeah. whereas his writing is all over the place, so yeah. his movies can be all. You can his, you his. can just example that by saying Carrie and Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, you know, I mean, that really his movies, all his books, all these stories are fucking phenomenal because they're all Stephen King. All these movies have different uh, levels of Kingdom Hospital. I got to plug yeah. that. Oh yeah, we, it's not on the list, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been it's, mentioned previously. Yeah, we did mention it previously, good. but. Uh, all his stories are really great. It just all depends on the directors that are kind of given the material to see. Because this one's on here that he hates. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. And he's only directed one out of these 30 movies on here. Oh, wow. Yeah, only directed one. I'll give you and I don't think he liked that it's one on this, either. I don't think he liked that one either. It's on this pod, so I'll, uh, I'll wait until I'll tell you what wait. it is. So. All right, so Carrie. Awesome. Loved it. Oh, good man. first one. Yeah, it was really good. That's a good I mean, first one. Yeah. I mean, for a book and for a movie, you know... Uh, for to be now, was Stephen the book, King's. The book obviously was a yeah, mash hit. And it was short, too. It was a shorter one. It was like, I don't know, 200, maybe it was like 180 pages. That's crazy. It was definitely one of his sins. The first, if you can find a, if you are at a <laughs> flea market. High schoolers don't have that much attention span. Yeah, no, absolutely <laughs> not. If you're at a flea market and you see a copy of first Carrie, edition? first edition, there's not many of them, so they're worth about two grand. So, no kidding. Uh, so pick one up. Oh, wow. Uh, so this next movie, and this was the first TV movie. See, he had a lot of TV movies, too, and a lot of them were a hit and miss. Some of them were god-awful, and some of them were pretty damn good. And I think this one was the best TV movie that he did. And it was done as a miniseries. I think it was done over two nights, but it was 1979, so I'm not sure. We watched it. <laughs> we, I, we definitely watched it growing up, Yeah. and uh, this was Salem's Lot. Yeah, now see, this one I did not see. Did not see Salem's no. Lot. I, I've heard of it, but I, I, I never saw it. Well, you should definitely check it out. It's a hard one to find. I own it. We'll have to have you come over. You can probably get it. Really good. Yeah, it might be on YouTube. Does this stuff? I don't even. I've never looked for it. I see Shawshank out there a lot. Mm. Where? Stand by me on the on the digital. But that one I don't see that often. Salem's Lot? No, Salem's Lot's harder to find. You might be able to find it on YouTube in two parts or something like right. that with some horrible-ass quality. I just remember, uh, that vampire was great. Wow. That so, yeah, vampire. so what, was, what yeah. was it about? So, Salem's Lot is based on his book. This was based on Salem's Lot. And it was a, uh, it was a classic vampire story. And it was a guy that uh, 
played by there was a lot of TV actors in this, but at this time there were they were a lot higher quality than the ones we'll be talking about in the stand. Uh, <laughs> but my boy Starsky's in this, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah what's his name? David Soul. David from Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, and I think it's Starsky. He was good too. Yeah. Oh, he was really good. He didn't need to be a TV actor. Well, James he just Mason, happened to be one. James right. Mason was incredible. In this. He was the creepy um, guy that gets Dracula stuff during the day. Yeah, That's, or the, oh, nice. Every Dracula has well, a not creep. Dracula, but no, but, but every Dracula, every yeah, vampire. Yeah. Yeah. phrase has a creepy guy that gets him some shit during the day because he can't go outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A familiar. Yeah, He's familiar. That's what familiar, it is. I couldn't man. think of the name of it. And uh, so what happens is David Soul's character, he's from this town. It, it starts out really good. It starts out with him like... Uh, Grabbing uh, holy water and stakes and shit like that, and then it goes back in time. So you you know this is some like crazy <laughs> shit had happened, and so he's coming back to his town. He used to live here, so he knows everyone here. Who's I want to say Bonnie Bedelia was Bonnie his girl. Bedelia, I, yeah. I, I think she is. She is uh, because she's later on. We'll talk about her and needful things too. Uh, but so he comes back into town and he shortly realizes that uh, someone has uh, bought this very prestigious house there, and he's selling like uh, antiques and uh, he's. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. There's some really Stephen King movies too. Oh yeah, uh, there's some really <laughs> dark, dark moments to this movie. And uh, like Dave said, the, the vampire in this was scary as shit. Huh. You pull up, pull up the uh, like an image of Salem, yeah. 1979 Salem's lot. I don't know if they even. It, it took a while for you to even see him. Yeah, didn't it? Oh, and when he came, he, he might even crazy. have been the first, like at the end of the first episode. The like actor. The oh yeah, yeah. It was a while. Uh, but there was a lot of creepy stuff that leading yeah. up to that. Remember they uh, well, when our, they brought the crate. I yeah, our guy they, from uh, what uh, Juliet Lewis's dad, yeah. Jeffrey yeah. Lewis. It was <laughs> they wanted and, to know what was in the crate, and it was cold. Remember, it was yeah. super cold. They were bringing this huge crate that you knew the coffin. They was shipped in. it from like Romania. Yeah, or, so you knew on a uh, ship or something. <laughs> yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like he had like a blue tinge. Oh, I should mention with that yellow too. eyes. Uh, Toby Hooper is was the director of this. The director of. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, nice. Uh, do another Poltergeist. Uh, no, that's Walter Hill. Uh, but uh, Poltergeist 2 is another uh, Toby Hooper movie. Um, so, yeah, when they're transporting uh, the vampire's crate, it's like ice cold where they can't even touch it. Oh, and wow. like, what the hell is going on here? Mm-hmm. And they, they basically... Do job and deliver it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. They basically bring mm-hmm. it down there, and they're so scared that they like they don't even lock the door. They just like throw the keys in there and everything. Oh, wow. But it's coming out at night. We don't see it coming out at night, but it's coming out at night, or James Mason is getting him children to kind of feed on. Oh, wow. And remember that really creepy The scene. most delicious of all creatures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the kids were coming back. Remember the, cr- the creepy kid floating I know, the yeah, man. the room. It was really scary. Like the one kid's getting up out of his bed and he sees his friend. His brother. His, his brother who had disappeared and died like the day before. Uh-huh. And now he's outside his window floating and he's yeah. like, let, him let in. me he's in. Like a different color. He does let him, him in. He, oh, does he, he really? He doesn't yeah. let anything up. Oh, wow. When, when, you, when your brother's floating yeah. on the yeah. other side of the room. I yeah. ain't letting you in, Paul. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. You're <laughs> floating in my window. <laughs> We See, can talk. We can have a conversation. It could work out. Yeah. You can just stay out there. <laughs> yeah, it we can talk through the window. Yeah, right. He let him in. So, <laughs> so yeah, it all, it all goes down to this kind of creepy guy with the antique shop bringing in this vampire who's going to suck this town dry, and uh, then David Soul finds out about it, and him and his like. I want to say it's his son, right? The blonde-haired kid. Was it his son or just like I don't think it's his it son. Wasn't it's his another. Son. It's another kid in town that knows. He about spent it. the night down there or something, didn't he? Uh, ooh, I don't remember that. 
But this other kid and him team up, and they decide they're going to kill this vampire. Yeah, and yeah. really, the strong stuff is that last 10 minutes of this yeah. movie, man. Hmm. And because not only is uh, they have to go into the basement to kill, uh, it's the creepiest basement you've ever seen. And, it's like, and there's like a second basement that <laughs> there's a boulder in front of, and they push it out, and that's where everyone that he's turned is in there sleeping. Oh, and he wow. realizes he has to go in there before he go, can go into the other oh, one. And you're like, oh, my God. Man. And at one point, he's like... Uh, there's one person outside the room and he, d- he can't tell that there's ones coming towards him and it, it was just a really tense scene and oh, you saw man. that vampire man. and yeah <laughs> he does a good Stephen King does a good job he doesn't waste a lot of time like trying to dive into the vampire lore and explanation he's of more it. interested in the and, characters yeah. as he should be well because you already know who a vampire is you should go you into know? that yeah. at estimation but a lot of times you'll still find movies trying to develop it's what, where they are in the spectrum right. of vampires. Right, yeah. It, it's super hard in a screenplay. When when you got a novel and it's like 450 pages, you can you can world build for yeah. 350 of those pages and just kind of create of these great characters. Right. So You're, having that blueprint to go after of, and I'm glad they at least made Salem's Lot like a, a two-part miniseries. Now, was it but close it, to the book? Uh it was very close to the book. It was very, very good. And uh, one of my favorites of, probably in my top five favorite Stephen King movies was Salem's Lot. But what was great about it is it didn't feel like a TV movie. It just felt like a regular it movie. It felt like it a was, really it long, was a, regular movie. A very mm-hmm. long, like, and I, I want to say that there must have been like those moments where that you could tell a commercial was there, but I, I don't think I can remember any. Uh, I don't, I, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, so definitely, Salem's Lot, something you should definitely check out. So this number third one is something I know all three of us have a lot to say, and it's a fabulous one, is 1980's The Shining. Yes. Oh, the yes. Shining. In my top ten in movies. Of all time? Yeah. Oh. All time. Yeah, all time. I, I would say that's on the list. Top ten yeah. all time, that's it, on the list. It's probably, There's a few I don't even have to think of, and yeah. that's one of them. Right. It's probably, it's definitely on my top 50. Uh, I'm not sure it's in my I just like, top ten. I love I, it a lot. I just, Kubrick is the master of... The shots that I like to see, mm. the pacing that I want the movie to have, in most cases. Yeah. I mean, some some of his other movies had mixed pacing. He was on a whole different level, uh, Kubrick. But, yeah. and You could just, tell he was an artist, like I, above all else. I like horror movies in the snow, isolated yeah. from places. Yeah. That's like the thing yeah, that just I like. In the beginning. It just has way too has the kids got... Like mental abilities, it had all the elements that I would have loved. Like a guy going crazy with his family locked in a gigantic hotel that has creepy ghosts yeah. popping up. Yeah, tell me, tell me that's not a good synopsis. <laughs> well, and like I, I, I even, I even just like in just the very beginning of the movie when the credits are rolling, oh, the you know, drive and they're just the driving and beautiful. driving and driving, and it is. Kubrick it is, thinks everything it, in beauty as well as yep, as Every, well as it, the lighting beauty. He probably he probably shoots more shots. Of one scene than any other director out there. Yeah, but I mean... More takes. More takes. And it gives you a clear idea of how isolated this place is. Oh, yeah. You know? The the Outlook? Upper Look? The Outlook. Outlook. The Outlook Hotel. It's it's a real hotel, but it's not named that. Mm. What's interesting about uh, The Shining is, uh, if we're talking books, it's completely different. Yeah. yeah, It's completely different. Really? It's uh, one of those interesting... I don't think he liked it either. Oh, he hated the movie. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah. He, so oh, much man. so that it's funny he, that one of my top ten favorite. So much so that he made his own version, uh, a two-part TV movie with Steven Weber and Rebecca De Mornay. He, I don't know if you he imagine can't. that. Did, yeah, uh, really. Uh, well, you know what, Steven? You're worth forty million, four hundred million dollars. You got to get two better players than that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, but uh, so the probably would have been good. But the difference is where it, what was interesting about, about it is because for the most part. 
the book's always going to be better than the movie because you, it's more detailed than the movie. Right, uh, yeah. The movie. And yeah, that's just on I any mean, case. And you can use it. If you have a good imagination, you've exactly. already worked And if you're like me, I don't want a good movie to end. Yeah. Right. Unless it has to because if it goes any further, it'll yeah. be ridiculous. But right. some movies, I don't want to end. I'm like, God, right. I could have watched another hour of that. Right. Well, that's why it's interesting when every once in a while a movie will surpass the book. And... Uh, I don't think. Don't uh, tell him. I don't that. think the shining. Even if you are listening to this, no, and I, I don't think this wasn't. <laughs> we disagree, sir. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think this was I don't one know of what them. What he's I, saying. <laughs> I don't think this particular one was okay. one of them. I think this one was on par. The book was amazing for, uh, in its way, and the movie was amazing in, in, its in way. a totally different mm-hmm. way. But, but it was just as good. But if you go further up and you look at like uh, the Shawshank Redemption. I'm sorry, Shawshank Redemption is better than the, than the book. The, the it wasn't story. even a book; it was, it was a like a short story. story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's like, he has a lot of that, and he can't help that. He would right. he would admit that be the first one to admit that. That was Frank Darabont. You did know that what? Huh. Sometimes it's the idea. You can't have a script without the right idea, right. and you can come up with an idea oh, yeah. in ten pages to sure. build a script around. Absolutely, and it's really interesting what people have chosen to uh, enhance Stephen King's material with, and sometimes it backfires and it turns yeah. out just piss poor. Usually, it all comes down to actors. You know, <laughs> with, with me with the, uh, the Stephen King movies, like you said, if they put the money into it and you get a good director and you get a good cast, it's going to be a good freaking movie. I'm sure we're all going to agree on the wildest non-adaption. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> let me let me ask your opinion on this because, like, this is something I've always kind of been a little confused about regarding The Shining. So now, I know he kind of goes crazy. Well, yeah. not kind of. He goes crazy. You know, <laughs> Shelley Long is isn't that, isn't that her name? Duvall. Duvall. Yeah. Sorry. Um, you <laughs> I know, do, I do like Shelley Long. Yeah. No. Me too. That's Mr. Um, that's more like Mr. Bob. No, that's Terry yeah. Gar. But I love um, her too. <laughs> so, was the hotel actually haunted? Was he one of the ghosts? Because you, in in the end, there they you know he says, dude, but you've never you've been here all along, yeah, you know, and yeah. that's the Kubrick, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, and they show him in the photo, in the yeah. photo, yeah, it's and like, yeah. yeah, you don't know. So did he just murder his family years and years ago? Years and, and years they're ago, all and ghosts it's just playing out. They're all ghosts, yeah. and they don't know it, and they're just reliving their hell over and over that's and over. The, or maybe the kid survived, and this is his implanted memory that he's remembering. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that, like I said, the, the differences. Let me tell you a little bit about the, uh, sure. the book. The differences in the book were there was no maze. The, the kid had a prominent. It, it was role all about the, the kid. Book. It was all about. I the read. Kid. That, that was the. I don't know if I finished this one, but I know I read a good portion of it. They got Jack Nicholson on board, and they were like, "We got to do the Jack Nicholson show." Yeah, right. I, yeah. I understand that. I agree. But but the kid was all about the book. It was all about this kid was, it was great. all about using the Shining and te- and uh, connecting with other people that had the Shining. And uh, there was the scenes that a lot of people remember from the uh, that are pissed off that aren't in the movie from the book were mm-hmm. the uh, hedge creatures. Oh. Now, there were there were these creatures that were, looked like something that I'd be uh, mad if they weren't in there. Yeah, either. It looked like something that Edward Scissorhands would create. It's like I all got you. different uh, creatures and animals and everything. And when he was in the that uh, part of the hotel outside, they would come alive and they would move. And oh wow, I think, I'm not even sure if they talked to him or something. It was a huge element in it, but. Obviously, the Jack Torrance character still went crazy, but there was even elements at the end, like uh, Scatman Crothers was not killed, he, uh, and the hotel was blown up. <laughs> oh, really? The hotel was blown up, and then they all end up, uh, the mom, Danny, and uh, Scatman Crothers. Poor Scatman Crothers. He travels all the way back from Florida, drives <laughs> up this goddamn mountain for yeah. hours and Horrible hours, yeah. comes yeah. running in through the front door and immediately gets killed. Yeah, just instantly. It's like, like you could have saved me all this time. Yeah. I'd have killed myself yeah. back in Florida. I was, I was sitting on the bed with a titty 
photo above yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. He, the art he had hanging oh, above man. him, that's Kubrick. That's Kubrick is a cool. dirty old man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love part of the, the, the product that's a result of it, but he's, still, <laughs> he's a dirty old man. Oh, that's he got him with an axe, didn't he? Yeah, chest, right, the, in, the right in the stomach in the chest. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. remember. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. So, yeah, they ended up in and that music. Oh, uh, man. Or My even fit, the, the, the individual kid, The little the, kid doing Tony's voice. He lives in the back of my mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just him on the big wheel, man. Oh, oh yeah. And I remember big wheels. Grew up though, totally and, with big wheels. And I would have that would have been the one thing I would have done as a kid. I'd have even had a remote control car driving around those yeah. hallways. Or I'd have been in a big wheel. Yeah. Or a BMX bike driving around those hallways. Yeah. Oh, but and, when I was young, we're watching this. Those scenes with the twins, oh, the creepy yeah. twins, and the blood. The twins down the and the blood in the elevator. Oh, those are the most memorable scenes of that movie. Well, I mean, creep me the hell. Yeah, yeah, big time. And when he comes through the door, you know, and he says, "Here's Johnny." But, you know, I mean, that right there, the, the twins in the blood, man. The creep, the the naked woman in the oh in the bathtub. Oh was yeah. yeah, that's right. Just the just the tone, like him sitting out in front of the door, just mm. looking at it, and then it be, seeing it ajar. Or even when, remember when Jack started losing it and he's sitting on his bed and Danny comes and sits on his knee and everything and the scene takes so long and they don't answer each other right away and Jack just stares off and Danny asks, do you, like, do you like this place? I wish we could stay here forever and ever and ever. Yeah. <laughs> did you see the, did you see the um, documentary about oh, yeah. like the, the theories? Room 237? Room 238 or 237? 237. No. Yeah, it was, it was weird. It wasn't a straight up documentary. No, it was... People, it was, it, it was like a, almost like a conspiracy, yeah, thing where they they were trying to find hidden meanings behind different things and similarities and things that happened, yeah, and whether Kubrick embedded a lot of things that we just didn't get. People yet. really got obsessed. But, with Yeah, people, <laughs> people micromanaged this movie down to the smallest level. Oh wow! Of the rooms they didn't show, the numbers of the floors. Yeah. And, I mean, they were talking about all kinds. I can't even remember. All it was a pretty there. good documentary on the uh, the original uh, DVD. Oh you really? Come across it, and it's uh, it's only like thirty minutes. I love minutes. a good making of. It, it's oh, yeah. more like I think it was more like uh, somebody on the crew or maybe his wife filming uh, filming stuff that was happening while he was filming. So you got to see yeah. him film a lot but they, if you're a filmmaker they, give someone your b camera yeah. and say just no it's true just film everything because right. there's a great scene where he he gets really pissed off at shelly duvall and he, he who does he, uh, kubrick kubrick yeah oh, they really? show it in the uh, thing uh, and i thought it was great did she break down she, crying no well she's in the other she's supposed to be coming out of the front of the hotel with all the snow and everything and he's uh-huh. yelling action she can't hear her, so he's like pissed off and jumps down off his thing and goes in there he says we're He's like, uh, I don't know what he screamed at her, but it, she, she it didn't, wasn't I didn't nice. hear you. I didn't hear yeah. you, Stanley, type of thing. So <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> but, I mean, he makes fabulous movies. Yeah, he's Stanley Kubrick. I would have loved to have seen him do another one. So let's go on to number four here. Number four, so that was 1980. So two years later, this was a great one that Stephen King was able to not only uh, – write a lot of the uh, segments in it, but also star in one of them is George Romero's Creep Show. Creep Show. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. Now, see, I didn't even realize that was a Stephen King thing. Oh, my God. I, I really didn't. Yeah, 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 I remember he plays like the... <laughs> yeah, he's got the boss. Uh, the grass. Yeah, the grass. That's what it is. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I remember that, but I, you know, I guess I just never put it together. That's oh, yeah, that's man. funny. I watched this early on, and this was one of the ones that mom had tried to keep from me. She was like, uh, 
She's like, I don't think you're going to like uh, the Stephen King character like changing because it was like the werewolf and I had problems with anything changing <laughs> like that. Huh. And she was right when I saw it. It was disturbing. But he was so silly that it kind of made it uh, Yeah, he was goofy. It. Yeah, he was super goofy. He was, yeah. super he was so goofy. great. <laughs> yeah. He did blow his head off with a shotgun. Oh, man. Oh, that's the noises right. they yeah. used. And this was very George Romero. This was one of George Romero's best because he had his hand in all these segments. Remember we had the uh, graphic novel. We oh, used yeah. to read it from the library. Oh, or yeah. Check it out from the library. I own it now. It's signed by Bernie Wrightson. Right. Haven't I met see. him? I met him before he died. And it um, wasn't one of the other stories in that um, where the two people drowned. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ted Danson. Ted yeah, Danson. that's right. Yeah. Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Nielsen. Yeah. Yeah. Leslie Nielsen. Right. Awesome. Yes. They dig yes. the hole. Oh. He puts him in there and he makes him watch his and wife puts drown. Him, and he puts yeah. his wife right. on yeah. a different side of the beach with yeah. a tam. Watch, so he watches her drown, mm-hmm. and then he gets to. He sets a camera up yep. so I think Leslie Nielsen can watch him drown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Up from his apartment. From his apartment. From his, he goes back from home his and he's like coming to himself, in the beach. drinking yeah. his like highball and <laughs> just watching him drown. He loves every minute of it. Because Ted Danson was sleeping with Leslie Nielsen's like wife. wife. Yeah. And so and he decided I could see to kill somebody both doing this. Oh yeah. Well then absolutely. it got it got brewery. Remember at night they uh they end up coming up. They, yeah. they, they got like they seaweed drowned. all they over came, them. They seaweed. Came back, like, Didn't they have like crabs on them too? They were all like bloated, their faces and everything, and they were talking all weird to him and everything and the scene was great yep. yeah and then they put him in the sand and he, I can hold my breath for a very yeah, he has long, like a long time. time they do the same yeah. thing but he has like a nervous breakdown so oh, he's yeah. like laughing and joking oh, yeah, yeah. Leslie Nielsen kills that one yeah that's early on man in his career that's funny uh, thing is a lot of people only remember him from those stupid naked gun movies oh, oh he did man. a lot of stuff he did airplane airplane too yeah. but even, but even uh, before the silly yeah, stuff he did he, he, did he played some, some serious stuff. well I think he started Wasn't out he as in a serious Poseidon? actor he, did. he, did. Yeah. he was in Poseidon Adventure was he the captain uh, of the ship Never saw that I one. I don't think so, but maybe he was in a lot of early, early stuff, and not until the Zucker brothers did he start doing comedy. They had to actually like teach him how to do right, it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They were like, "No, play it serious, but you don't know you're being funny." And right. I think they had showed him some stuff, and he was, and once they got it, they didn't have to mention to him again. He just like, "Oh, I get what you want." Right. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Made a career out of it. After yeah. That. But I remember he played the he played uh, he played the doctor in Nuts that Barbara Streisand. Oh movie. yeah. I never saw so, that. Some one. random ones with him, but. Uh, Anyways, yeah, that was one of the segments. The other one was uh, so we've got my the, favorite the, one. Which one? The Tasmanian Devil. Yeah. <laughs> Tell it to call you Billy. Tell it yeah. to call you Billy. Great, man. Adrian Barbeau and uh, what's his name? Hal Holbrook. Hal Holbrook. Yep. Um, and, who uh, they they his wife is one of those people that humiliates him in front of other yeah. people, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is like one of the which worst things you can do. Not only she would get drunk, like you're worthless. Yeah, she's worthless. You're terrible in bed. You're like. Like and then openly flirts with all she, kinds of. It's other. funny she played the same exact character in Back to School. In yeah, Back to School. She yeah, totally yep, played yep. the same character. Uh, and, and so, do you want me to go? Go through? for it. And so, favorite. He works at the college in a lab. He runs a lab, I think. Or yeah, a professor. It's a, yeah, or he's a, a professor. professor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have a laboratory. At, I think he does antiquities or something. And they bring this box, really old box from mm-hmm. Europe. In. The janitor. No, the janitor flips a coin and remember the, finds oh, they find it. the box. It, it's like under the it's, stairwell. It's been oh, kept yeah, under the right. stairwell yeah. for whoever. Who have, never yeah. how long. They right. Know it, so. And yeah, you're right. The, the janitor. Oh, the janitor doesn't fare well. <laughs> it's not fare well. He yanks this thing out, and you can tell there's something in it. See, him and the up. professor yeah. decide to open it. See what's inside. So he decides to open it. And I don't even, even think they get it open. I think they just get the top. Well, so remember we... at some point something's glowing and he's like, oh, yeah. there's rubies in there. And he sticks his arm in. That's right. And that's I was where the uh, Tasmanian devil arm. takes his arm and yeah. then that uh, crate flips open. You see that yep. face, man. Oh, it was great. Mm. It was one of those things you probably couldn't hold on too long of a shot on it. 
or it would lose its greatness. Yeah, right. But it was oh, it was a great shot, and then it scurried under the stairs. Yeah. And, and this is when the, the clever yeah, stuff. Yeah. This is when the clever you know? stuff. So, it, but I have to do say that some of the dream sequences on that one. Oh, they're fun. Are so funny. He oh, he's been fantasizing about killing his wife forever. So he, he, she's at this. They're at this party, garden party, drinking, yeah. and she's giving him shit, giving him shit, and then it switches into a dream without you knowing it. Right. But he like she gives him shit, and he turns around and pulls out the biggest handgun you've ever seen, like a three fifty seven, <laughs> and like shoots her in the head right yeah. in front of everybody, and then everybody's like <laughs> clapping, golf clapping, golf clapping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So then he like comes out of it and she's like still yelling at him. Yeah. So I think she he chokes her at one another. Time uh, yeah, that's the one I th- I, I think I remember. She uh, has like an olive in her mouth or something, and he chokes her and she spits man. the olive out. I think out there was another dream sequence. There was another one, but they were really good. Uh, but then he has the idea. Of, yeah, brilliant. I want you to see something in my lab. Yeah. He works up this whole crazy story that there was a uh, a person underneath there. Oh well, because remember before that uh, that. That student goes down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that before yeah. that happens, and the, and it kills the student. So it knows it's the great scene, great he, shot with the student like almost getting away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I think oh, his face. they showed him he's shooting his face, yeah. lean in, and then you just then it disappears. But then you see the body like I think you see it coming backwards into Oof. the hole. Oh yeah, and it's uh, it's nasty, man. So at that point, he knows where it is, and he knows it's it would capable, he, it yeah. would, would it would kill somebody. So at that point, then he de- devises the plan to get his uh, wife down there and go underneath the stairs. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, it's so brilliant. So why does he tell him to? Oh, call him well, I, I missed she when she's at these parties. Mm-hmm. She he's introducing her as her real name, and then she just Wilhelmina, I think. Yeah, and, and she says, "Ah, oh, just tell him." Like, just, oh, call me Billy. Just call me Billy. Does. Everybody does. I got you. So at the end, when she's screaming for his help, yeah. he's like, "Just tell it to call you Billy." <laughs> <laughs> it was so great. So well, after that, awesome. then they like sealed it and dumped yeah, it in dumped the ocean. It in the ocean yeah. and it broke out. Uh, no, they just showed its eyes in the in the graphic it. novel. It broke out. You no, saw it I, I don't think away. it broke out. No, I don't think so. No, no, no. I think if it, it, it's it our got first locked argument. Down there. I know, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'll check when I get home because I have it. But uh, I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll send you the photo. But <laughs> I bet you it's, will. It's, the, uh, <laughs> it's just the eyes, I think, with the still chained. So I'm mm. waiting for the crate. He too, would know. But. He's got it. Yeah. So then there's two more. We'll go through real quickly. The uh, the Mother's Day cake. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. One was really creepy. That's what set the whole tone off, you know. And Ed Harris was that, that could super young. Too. Uh, See, I don't super super young either. Ed Harris, and they're all they're all sitting around in this it's like stuffy a mansion. It's like a dinner party for yeah. an old man, and like they're all uppity uh, people who like, are there. Would you yeah. like a tea with your finger? <laughs> <laughs> and so they're all waiting for this uh, this one <laughs> aunt, this Aunt Bedelia, who is kind of the patriarch of the family, and uh, she is off visiting her husband's grave because uh, on this is the anniversary oh, yeah. of Mother's She's Day. Toasted. Uh, and it, they tell it in backstory and everything, and you see it in flashbacks where she ended up killing her uh, her own father with a uh, with an ashtray because he was a uh, scumbag and just he banged cane on the chair and, and scream at and yeah, yell scream at her and yell at her. She just couldn't take it anymore. She killed him. So now she's an old maid and everything, and she's visiting the uh, gravesite. And she's on up his there birthday, drink, like a, yeah, it's a thing he does. She does every year. She gets yeah. drunk, uh-huh. and so they're just waiting to have the the big party for her to get back from the gravesite. She's out there drinking and uh, telling us, and while she's out there, they're telling the whole story and everything. And what uh, happens is the uh, 
the father just bust out of the grave and one of the greatest looking zombie creatures, yeah. skeletons you'd yeah. ever see in your life. He had like uh, black oil or something coming out of his oh, mouth. Oh, it was worms. It was worms and dirt. It was not, He was covered with dirt and vines and uh, grass and there was worms just pouring out of his mouth. Uh, and it was nasty as hell. So uh, he kills her, throws the headstone on her head, then goes into the house and just uh, systematically kills all of them and then... Uh, the big scene where he comes out of the uh, the room with her head on the platter with the uh, yeah, freaking uh, yeah with the candles on her yeah, head, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> saying I finally got my Father's Day cake. I want my Father's yeah. Day cake. <laughs> yeah. There's only one more left, the last one. And this one, I there's I know people that couldn't watch oh, yeah. this one. It's Bob Carpenter couldn't yeah. watch this one, and it's uh, conveniently put at the end, so that kind of helps. Yeah, you can watch up till the Leslie Nielsen one, and then turn it off if you wanted to. Oh. I watch it because I love it. Do you remember? The I'm last trying one? to remember it. It's the cockroach one with E.G. Marshall, who played. Uh, uh, he, he was on Christmas vacation. He was her dad. Yeah. Those lights aren't twinkling. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so he plays. He was this, like a rich shut-in. Yeah, germaphobe. He, germaphobe, yeah. Who owned the whole building, and he, you could tell he was having phone conversations where people he was he, like or kicking he, people out kicking or people doing out. like nasty, horrible things to yeah. them, huh. shutting their heat off. So you it really quickly had built the idea that you didn't give a fuck what he was an asshole, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he was constantly spraying stuff, and he had white gloves on. And he was worried about very Howard Hughes, kind of worried mm. about fucking uh, germs and everything. Uh-huh. And then you you keep seeing him seeing cockroaches, and then he sees one. You see one, and, and then, then he he, he's killing it, <laughs> and he sees two. He says three. And and then it kind of gets so horrible that at one point uh, they're everywhere. They're coming out of all the walls. Oh wow! Coming. I don't know how many the cockroaches they got for this movie, but it had to have been a hundred thousand or so. Oh my god! But it got down to they made this fake body of E.G. Marshall, and he was in the uh, in the bathroom. And I think someone came in at the end to check it or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. or it just happened. Uh, you could see he had a uh, he had a sheet over him. His body was laying down on the ground, and mm. the sheet was just vibrating. Oh man! And uh, they pulled it off and you could see that it was it was him for the most of his body it, you could see him and they his stomach burst out and it started bursting out of his stomach then it bursting out of his out mouth of his eyes, and his, his eyes and everything so that just completely decimated everywhere. the bodies and it was just cockroaches everywhere that makes until me the one room puke. it was like this glass room yeah. it was like two feet Oh, deep of cockroaches. I've often God. thought, like, if I ended up in hell, it would just be yeah. in a room full of fucking cockroaches, yeah. man. Like, oh. So I totally get that uh, Bob would have a problem with it because my girl has a problem with it. I stop it every time. Well, you're there. right. They, I mean, it had. You're right. That's the reason why you I can't put it at the you end. Can't you can't start, start that, with that, with that one. one. <laughs> I, you know, I, I honestly, because I think if I remember right, like, I think I've only ever seen Creep Show on TV. Oh, really? And so I don't think that one was on there. I think oh, it, right. I think it might. Now, I mean, I, I could very if well have been wrong there because yeah. it's very tame. It's just yeah, one, of those, no most one of those personal things at okay. the very end right. with the bodies a little. But you could tell it's not right. Yeah, we got kittens invading vehicles. Uh, I can see them. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so <laughs> don't drive away with my kitten. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good one with Creep Show. So here we go. We got uh, number five. The very next year, nineteen eighty three, is Cujo. Yes, <laughs> and uh, I loved Cujo. Cujo was one of those great movies. Just a little backstory on it. Apparently, uh, Stephen King wrote this super high on cocaine on a, over a three day weekend. He woke up on Monday from a binge of that's how you do it of cocaine, <laughs> and, and the script was written and it was there, and he doesn't remember. A he doesn't remember thing. it. Holy Can't remember a single shit. thing. Cujo just ended up there. He was a huge drug addict until about. Uh, 
I can't remember. It was like a, in the all the way through the eighties until the nineties until he sobered up. That's what day. happened when they gave him all that uh, money in the seventies? Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, he he was totally into the uh, into the coke and drinking. So he came completely sober at some point. But oh, this wow. time, good yeah, he him. was fucking railed on on some coke and he put out some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for because sure. it was a disturbing movie. Uh, to me, this movie is all about uh, D. Wallace. Uh, the mom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, it's the battle between her. It's it's kind of the a theme of like a lot of those movies, the Jaws and oh yeah, like a fight against nature. Yeah. Yeah. And this one even scarier than Jaws because you can avoid going in the water. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You're over there. You can't get me. (laughs) Everyone, I think, is especially as kids. You know, everyone knows that yard that has that dog. Oh yeah. Yeah. That you better either be running or you better be. uh, uh, Riding your bike, yeah. like, like the Sandlot. Remember that? No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be talking about here in a oh, few yeah, minutes. Yeah. Uh, Chopper sick balls. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. So everyone, like I said, I, I have, I have, I think I have a healthy fear of dogs. Yeah, yeah. my other yeah. might call it not a healthy, but I'm. Um, well, this is not the movie to watch if you have an over oh, fear fear I, of dogs. But, some people don't mind. Well, that, I know? do, but I still like being scared. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I know a, a lot of people that just can't. In the movie, it was a uh, bull mastiff, wasn't it? No, it was no, St. Bernard. St. Bernard. Bernard. Bernard, that's what St. Bernard. It was. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. the main premise, and it was a very simple present. Uh, he was premise. a nice dog. Yeah. He was a super sweet dog. You yeah. saw him sweet for Got a while, bit. and then he King. just stuck his nose into a bat uh, cave, and the bats with bit, rabies bit his nose. Bit his nose. Bit him. Yep. From that point on, evil no more good dog. dog, man. Yep. And he killed his owner, and then uh, the owner just happened to be a mechanic. I remember D. Wallace was having relationship problems. It was a whole story along with uh, D. Wallace and her husband and everything. And remember the, the kid. kid had the some kid kind of had. illness too, didn't he? He had uh, an he, asthma. Or he no, was, he was... He was a sugar diabetic he, or something. He needed to get his medicine in the house right. when they were in the car. Yeah. yeah. I think he just got... I thought he just got sick. He started swallowing his tongue at some point. In the I thing, thought he had something that maybe, she had to get. I can't remember. But... Uh, was this one like the movie, like the book? It was very close to the book. Okay. It hmm. was very close to the book. And... Uh, and the kid was uh, Danny. Uh, what's his name from Who's the Boss? Danny Platino or Damn it. Sorry, Danny. I forget. It's a little kid from uh, from Who's the Boss. Oh, okay. Like, I know who you're talking, talking about. And yeah. He was uh, he was in a lot of movies when he was really young. But this was one. He was phenomenal in it. I mean, all he had to do was fucking cry, cry and scream. And, yeah. And he did a great job at it. But D. Wallace really. I mean, because when you're seeing it, it's not as. I mean, when a dog is attacking any car, it's and that dog was scary. That dog wasn't stupid though. Yeah. But her reactions no, to smart. those attacks were really what sold it for yeah. this type of thing. Because I mean, what a weird situation. Because you know the dog obviously on set is yeah. a well-behaved, nice dog. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. sound effects can do a lot, but you still got to get him to show his well, teeth. Well, but I mean, they, they got to get him. They made, they him, made him up. Too. Yeah, they, they made, made him juicy, up, and yeah. you know, he had that like you know dried blood yeah. and drool and foam and all that. I mean, and, and the, like had... he was standing on the hood looking in through the windshield. Like, oh man! When they do a dog POV shot too, I think they. Oh did. yeah, I think they did. I think they did. That. Yeah. Well, what's great about it is so. because she goes there to this mechanic's house because she was going to get her car fixed. So she, she just brought her son there. They drove down there and they had already done this before in the movie. So, uh, I think it was something to get refixed. Uh, so they had already seen the dog when he was sweet yeah. and they were petting mm-hmm. the yeah, dog yeah. and he was nice. So when they were walking up to him, they, they knew his name. They knew his name was Cujo and everything, but right. they knew there was something not right. You, yeah. you know, when a dog's looking at you, yeah. you got feet, do your duty. Yeah. <laughs> and this was one and of those it was moments. a classic scenario where, they were trapped in some place, oh, yeah. but if they could happen to if they could get somewhere else, they'd be safe. Like if they could just get to the house, they could have probably gone to the second floor, locked the door. But 
he was always like pretty close. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Didn't she have to get out of the car and run around to the trunk or something? Oh yeah. There were several something? situations she had to like kind of get out or wherever they were. Uh, they were trying to figure out. Uh, they, she was dumping urine out and stuff, and she was letting them pee outside the door at some point. And they kept because they were watching them at some point. That'd be the, but oh, it just was. I'm gonna hold it. Yeah. Pee in the right. car. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's just, not the first place I want to go. That's not the, the first bite yeah. injury I want. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> No, 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 no. It was one of those great situations, though, that uh, that you know is going to work for a movie because it's one of those things yeah. that could happen to anybody. You know, Tremors did it. Yeah, yeah, Tremors. Well, they were stuck on the rocks. That's true. Yeah, exactly, right? yeah. I didn't think of that connection. Well, that's but I mean, true. you know, and that's the thing, though, is like, <laughs> as far as a real fear, like, I mean, a rabbit I animal. To, I try to tie Tremors around with everything. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, a rabid animal, man, of any oh, kind, yeah. shit, yep. like a rabid squirrel, I would run. Well, rabies <laughs> is one rabies, of those man. things. If you get okay. rabies, you better get you're dead. Uh, oh, yeah, you no. Get, you got to get... You, but you have very short yeah, amount of time. You got a short amount of time. I have a friend yeah. that got bit by a bat at yeah. UF. You and better get to the doctor He quick. did. He had, no I think he had to get like... Too, though, I think right? he said he had to get like 30 or 60 yeah. shots in his stomach, something like that. Like, But they got him before symptoms showed, you know? Um, but he, brain starts shutting down. It's like completely shut down. Yeah, <laughs> Maria's going crazy right now because we're describing all the wrong. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "That's not how rabies works." <laughs> <laughs> it attacks oh, the uh, ventricle <laughs> system. <laughs> we just want to put out that we don't know what we're yeah. doing. <laughs> it's just like Alzheimer's, man. I swear. They would have believed us, Dave. <laughs> uh, we should throw outlandish. <laughs> Oh, I you'd lose your leg. Yeah, the first to go. Just because I sound like I believe what I'm saying doesn't mean I yeah. believe what I'm saying. So you got to try to figure out which one's which. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's take it on to the number six one. This is like the uh, this is there's like a uh, trilogy of movies that come out in 1983. The first one's Cujo. The second one we're talking about now is The Dead Zone. Nice. So let's talk some Dead Zone. In my now. top 50. You're going to have to refresh me. Now, the Dead that. Zone's probably in my top 20. That uh, It's certainly in my top 10 for horror movies. It might have been on my top 5 for horror movies when we did our horror movie pod. Uh, this is the one when it was a great premise. Uh, it was Christopher Walken played Johnny, who gets into an, uh, a car accident and gets knocked into a coma for about... 12 years? Something like something that. Like something that. like oh, 12 wow. years. Yeah. Yeah. Enough for every, all his family members to have moved on. And, and the car oh, accident wow. happened right before he told his girl that he loved her, he's going to marry her and everything. Oh, so he gets knocked into a coma. Of course. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Of course. Couldn't and he come wakes at a better up and time. Everything's, and everything's gone. She's married. She's got a kid someplace and it's all fucked up. But when he wakes up, that's the key to this kind of movie. Is uh, That opening in, scene. Yeah, that opening scene. With he's him, in the, him uh, and the nurse. He's in a coma. And this nurse comes into the room and she's kind of wiping the sweat from his brow and just kind of, uh, he's sweating all over. And he ends up, his eyes snap open for the first time in 12 years and he grabs her hand. Oh, wow. And all of a sudden he can see his bed is on fire. And then in another next frame, he's in some strange house uh, that's on, completely engulfed in the, flames and there's a little blonde girl in the corner screaming. I remember the bunny rabbit being on fire. Yep, the stuffed bunny rabbit was on fire. And the, and the aquarium was boiling yeah. over and everything and he looks up at the nurse and he says, the house is on fire and she's like, what house? And he's still got her hand and gripping it, won't let go and he says, Amy's in the house. Uh, Amy's screaming and she's like, Amy's my daughter's name. Oh, he says, your house is on fire. Shit. He says, there's still time. Uh, go now. And then she she runs and gets the fire department. They put it out and they save the kid's life. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. 
yeah, just from that, I have to see that movie. Oh, man, week. it's so freaking good. And it's Christopher Walken. So we'll yeah, keep it. Yeah, right? I love so let's not go, We've talked about this, I think, a little bit before. Let's keep it a little uh, not as spoilery. Uh, <laughs> Justin Sorry, knows. everybody. Okay, okay. I see it, but th- he has a... I was going to say, for someone out there, and you were like, oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, screw you guys. I'm going to tell you what it is. Hey, you know what? I, I remember last time I mentioned, we I said 18 listeners. We have 20 now. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Well, then uh, it gets kind of crazy because it happens a few more times. And uh, one of the best ones is when uh, it gets word around town that he can do it. And one of the sheriffs just happens to be looking for a serial killer that's killing women around town. Tom Skerritt. Tom Skerritt. And they go to uh, Johnny. And the problem with it is every time it happens, it feels like he's dying inside. He Uh doesn't want to do it anymore. Right. But he knows it. He takes on a piece. He knows it's helping Because he actually... Has he when he when it happens he goes to that time and space yeah uh-huh. and, and watches it helplessly not being able to do anything about it right sometimes knowing that like in this case yeah well I, how about I just leave I'll leave the Martin Sheen stuff yeah out. leave but, Martin Sheen but I want to talk the about doctors, the ice stuff the, that yeah that's the stuff I want to talk but about. the doctor talk? stuff there's, <laughs> no, I mean, he, I'll let oh. him he's get this one well what I enjoyed most about the he was with a doctor who was helping him get rehabilitated, a really nice guy who mm-hmm. wanted to help him out. And at one point, he's thanking him, and he shakes his hand. Oh. And, uh, if you have a friend like that, man, you can't don't either got to do it all the time and don't do everything. Yeah. And not only is he seeing things that's happening in the present, he's seeing things from the past, and he's seeing things from the future. Oh, wow. And with uh, the doctor, he sees something from his past. He sees someone, uh, a group of people during World War One trying to escape from... Is World War Two mm-hmm. trying to escape from uh, from Poland or something, and all the buildings uh, are on fire and everything. And he and he uh, he can. There's a little boy that gets separated from his mother, and the mother goes off one way, and the boy goes off the other way. Mm-hmm. And then he, the doctor's freaking out. He's trying to get his hand off of his. He's asking what the hell's wrong with him. And he's he, got the kung fu uh, grip though. And yeah, he, yeah. And he's I bet. talking, and he's he's like he's like the boy's safe. The boy's safe. And then he comes out of his vision, and the doctor asks what he's talking about. He's like, "Who's the boy?" He says, "You're the boy, and your mom's alive." And not only do I know your mom's alive, I know her address and her telephone number. No way. <laughs> he calls her like two minutes Call, later. He calls her. You see him on the phone. And he uh, and he, he, he asks his Johan- Johanna there. And she comes to the phone and he hears her saying hello, hello. And he can't bring himself to talk to her oh, and man. everything. But it's like so many like goosebump ridden yeah. scenes in this movie where you're like, oh, my God. Well, I mean, it's ethical. Brings up ethical questions at that point. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Like, One of the best things is him trying to find the serial killer, and I'll leave it. I'll leave that at that. Okay. But there's a great scene if you want to yeah, tell. Yeah, there's about a great scene where so he, he, to work he becomes like a private tutor. Mm-hmm. So he goes to work for this rich guy. I can't remember the actor, but I do re- recognize him. He is yeah. somebody. Uh, Anthony Zerby. Okay. So they um he goes and be he goes to be the kid's tutor mm-hmm. and uh, shy kid. Shy yeah. kid. He's he's like I wanted to get him out of his shell. He pretended like he didn't care much about the powers that that uh, Walken has character had, mm. um, but there was one point where he was supposed to have a lesson, and the dad comes in and he's like, "No lessons today. I'm take I'm taking the kids to play ice hockey." Yeah. He had touched the kid, and a, 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 a while before, and had said said the, the ice was going to break and oh. people were going to drown. So he told the kid, he's like, "Don't go." Went to the father, right? Yeah, went to the and father. And he said, don't do this. I saw the ice is going to break. Mm-hmm. The, the dad does it anyways. Oh, God. Yeah. But the kid doesn't want to go. The kid doesn't want to go. He's, mm-hmm. he's, and then he's like, well, screw you. I got a whole bunch of your friends. I got to, like, and then, like. If you don't want to enjoy it, hang out with your friends, and I'll yeah. go take them to the hockey. Oh, and all God. his friends died. 
Oh like, my god! And just the shot of the kids sinking to the bottom of the lake. Yeah, yeah. when he sees we it, grew when up. He sees it. He's there. He's like in the moment, right? In the and, water, uh, and like they showed the kids going, blah, 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 blah. Oh, like sinking to the bottom oh, of the man. lake. When he's with their he, heavy hockey because when he on. touches the kid, he touches right. him by the shoulders, and then he immediately sees that kid dropping down into yeah, the yeah. ocean, yeah. Oh, into the lake, into the ice. Uh, yeah. It was really. I mean, we it's grew creepy, we grew up in Massachusetts, and the ice got thick enough to play hockey on it, right? But there's a period before and after where the ice you can't walk on. Yeah. People oh, would yeah. fall through and die. Oh yeah, every few years, yep. someone oh, would die. Because sure. unless I see a vehicle on the ice, I'm not getting. Well, you know what yeah, sucked. You know what sucked because a lot of times these lakes were like in such a spot that if you cut across, you could get to your friend's house in yep. half the time. Yep. Right. That was the dilemma right there. It's like, oh shit, I can walk all the way around to my friend's house, or we can cross this lake. Yeah. And to me, and, I'm like, I don't want to be that story. Yeah. I remember yeah. when that... <laughs> I fell through one time, came right back up through the same hole. Really? Uh, yeah. See, and that's, that's what I hear is like, if you fall through, it's losing that hole, then that's when you're kind of screwed because you can't find your way back out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. There was a creepy horror movie with, uh, with uh, Ricky Schroeder where he... It was a t- made-for-TV movie where he killed uh, the vampire from Fright Night. He uh, knocked him into the ice, and then he got away from that hole. Mm-hmm. And he's on his back trying to get out. Ugh. Once, like you said, once you lose that hole, yeah. you're gone. Yeah. So. That movie with Joaquin Phoenix and Nicole Kidman to he, die for. Yeah, they that, did. They did a icy. They did an icy. Oh. That's how um, Matt Dillon. That's how Matt Dillon died. Oh, I didn't even remember that. Oh wow, huh. that was a good shot. That Ugh. the dad did it. Yeah, he was had mob ties. Remember, he had. It. Oh, that's right. I remember that now. So yeah, the dead zone. There's some amazing stuff with the serial killer, and then with Martin Sheen at the. Uh, yeah, the I could talk about this movie for uh, another twenty minutes. It's <laughs> David Cronenberg. Awesome. I should mention. Uh, oh, I'm was not it? sure who directed Cujo, so I can't give you props for that. But for the uh, dead zone, it was definitely David Cronenberg, and probably his most uh, commercial one. And yeah, one a phenomenal, phenomenal movie. So you definitely got to check. It certainly out wasn't Cronenberg esque in hmm. its presentation as yeah. a normal Cronenberg movie would be. But so the final in this trilogy in 1983 is Christine. Yeah, the great John Carpenter. The the we might be when we do a movie score one, we might be talking Christine yeah. for me because John Carpenter's theme from Christine was so friggin' good. Oh my hmm. god, that mu- music drove that movie. I don't remember uh, it. Do you re- not the movie at all? The oh no, just the music. Yeah. I remember the book and the movie. What were your thoughts on Christine? Oh, it, it, what I liked about it is at the first view. Well, not at first view, but. You also have to look at the transformation of the character, the kid. The kid yeah. mm-hmm. at the same time, you're watching the transformation of this car into what it's doing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a great kind of like symbiotic relationship towards the end. Yeah, they were connected. I oh mean, yeah, completely connected. Yeah, and you didn't realize it. You thought it was just an obsession. He was at first. a dork. That yeah, couldn't the great Keith Gordon. Keith Gordon did a lot of great stuff back in the day. He was on Back to School. He played the nerdy kid in Back to School. The, oh, okay. the girl Dangerous. from it was really good. Dangerous. I liked her in it. Oh, she was good in it too. Yep, and then uh, Keith Gordon was also in Dress to Kill. He was the kid in Dress to Kill. He's been in a bunch mm. of stuff. Now he's yeah, a director, yeah, yeah. but it was him and uh, yeah, he played that dork man. That uh, the second he saw that piece of shit car at that uh, old guy's junkyard yeah, uh, yeah. or in front of his yard, remember did, they even did tell he him warn his, him about it? Yeah, well, he they told, told him his name was Christine. Told her his name was Christine. Well, he talked about how his brother was obsessed with it, and then his brother. Uh, uh, That's right. He even may have told him that his brother died in it. Huh. But he, uh, the old man said that once he saw that kid's eyes look at that car, he said it was the same eyes as his brother gave it, and he says he knew that he was connected to this car. And huh. so he bought it, and it was cheap, too. It was like... 200 bucks. Yeah, it was like... And then the, his buddy... <laughs> remember, he was, his friend was the jock, who was John uh, yeah, yeah. Stockwell, who was yeah. Dean Stockwell's son, uh, played... Uh, he was also in My Science Project. 
that's a random one. No, really that's, a, that one. that's a freaking deep cut there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen uh, my science version, I'll have to work that into a pod sometime. Uh, Good luck. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was like the relationship between him and his buddy, and then you got to see, like you said, he went from a dork with glasses to not wearing he the glasses. Of, he put a lot of time and money into that car. Oh, yeah. And then you found out it could fix itself, man. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> what? I can't believe it. It's one of those things you don't think on paper that it worked. A car killing people? Yeah. yeah. See, what the hell? It's going to be like dual The soundtrack or made it. Oh, man. Those, the way that Carpenter does those pulses. Oh, yeah. Doom, doom. Yeah. Those are all his stuff like that is so good, man. Like it builds the tension, mm-hmm. but it, it makes everything believable. Like you hear that car going, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. and it's, blah, 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 yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And like, this is happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that even before the car was outright killing these bullies too. That they were like he was like signaling that. Uh, it, remember, he tried to kill the girl when she was eating the sandwich. That's right. When, once he got out, there was problems with like the uh, the windshield wiper, and they were at like a uh, what a uh, drive-in movie theater. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so he gets out of the car, and while he's out of the car, the interior lights like light up, and she's eating a sandwich, and she's like choking to death on it, so that you can tell the car is literally trying to kill her while she's right. in it. Uh, and then someone pulls her out of the car. Yeah, and it could kill things, not just by running it over, right? It yeah, all, it was all. It had like psychic powers too. Well, the very uh, first guy, remember they showed it from the assembly line. Yeah. And remember that one guy went in there smoking a cigar and the ash hit the thing and then all of a sudden they uh, they pull him out like five hours later and he had like died inside the car and they don't say why he died. So right from the very beginning you see that this car has got like a pattern of killing people. But the... It rebuilding itself really was kind of the fun, fun thing. Yeah, yeah, no, and that watching was really him cool. kill people. It was like watching Jason kill people. Yeah, yeah, well, that Travolta look like when you knew that, uh, and when those really headlights good. came on in that one oh, scene, yeah. like it was already there. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, and the, the windshield just, was black. Yeah, yeah. you they, couldn't they see blacked it out through mm-hmm. anything. So it was like it was the you didn't know if the kid was in it at half right. the time yeah. or not. Yeah. And at that point, the kid's personality and even his like. Uh, his dress, uh, his dress for sure. Himself. But even he was like pale. But remember, yeah, he, he started choking his dad that one time, and oh, yeah. uh, screamed at his mom. And he was like a totally different person. So it was creepy. It went all the way down to friggin' uh, his death, man. Uh, and that fighting, they fought it with like uh, what was it? The uh, the bulldozer. Yeah. <laughs> the oh, bulldozer that's fight. right. It was like this great Godzilla King Kong fight. Awesome, <laughs> but yeah, John Carpenter, man, really made that movie. Anytime that he came would come in as a director and as the uh, uh, Music someone guy. doing the musical yeah. score, man, it just it just worked. Worked in big trouble. I'm sure in, he thinks of that you know, while it's. I'm sure he's planning the out while yeah. he's there. He's like, oh, when I film this, I'm just gonna have a real bass heavy drone underneath that'll bring it all up and come highlight this and that. And, yeah. So, all right, let's go on to the next one. The next one, number eight, is 1984's Children of the Corn. Oh, yes. <laughs> this brought many a nightmare. Hey, for you, he who walks yeah. behind the rose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this one I've loved, but I haven't seen it in 25 oh, years. Man. Right, yeah. So creepy, man. Yeah. Just Remember a bunch the- of kids, a cult, with like, then they have like they a They kill ple- all the parents. Yeah, they, yeah, kill, they all kill all the parents. They had the policemen the strung up. In front of their meeting hall place, yep. his uniform in the cross, yep. and then they had, they had that ginger kid from the birds. He was kind of yeah. he was he was kind of the underling. Is ginger a bad word? All right, <laughs> redheaded kid, uh, freckles, with freckles. <laughs> Can't be cool with it. Uh, so you got Isaac and Malachi. He played yeah. Malachi. Yeah. Isaac was the creepy, the tiny boo-hoo. kid with dark hair. With dark hair. He, he was really pale. young. Yeah, but he was so good. Oh man, these kids were yeah. creepy. Man. Yeah, there's no way they weren't looking like in I mean, a passing session. Kids are creepy, creepy anyways, but yeah. if you make them say adult things and, yeah. act, and murder and act like adults, like yeah. Lord of Lies style, yeah, yeah, they turn real creepy real quick. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
So, yeah, that's what happened. I get uh, they killed everyone in town, and it just happens to be that Linda Hamilton and uh, and Peter Horton are driving in town. And uh, kept going. we're kind of we're kind <laughs> of experiencing what's going on. <laughs> you see a five year old pumping your gas, but it kept going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you seen the, uh, the probably one of the best things to come out of this movie because this was good. It was creepy as a kid. It might not hold up as much, but it still has a lot of those creepy elements. It has a lot. But of uh, the South Park parody of it. Oh yeah, oh, my god, that, that was, was one of the best. Where I know that rolls, I have. Rolls to town. He's going around uh, Outlander. Yes, <laughs> yeah. South Park's parody of Dead uh, Zone was awesome. Oh man, too. he's when done, Cartman done a lot got of them. the. He got the ability to see things, but it wasn't true. <laughs> he like jumped off the roof so he'd get it on purpose. Oh, like, I heard if you get a concussion, you have special that. powers. Yeah, and the police start coming. Yeah, to they him. come to him. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember that. Oh, man. Yeah, the with Children of the Corn, the it was kind of all building up to the ending, where uh, it was always what creeped me out when it when. You didn't really expect to see this creature or this external force that they were kind of uh, yeah, yeah. getting attacked by. The kids said that they were kind of worshipping this uh, thing. But when it kind of manifested itself out of the ground yes. and then came up and it sucked the one kid Isaac down. And remember, mm-hmm. he came back. And when he came back, he had that fucking evil-ass voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wants you too, man. Yeah, he I wants know, you I too. I don't know you, but that setting where it's like dusty and, and dried corn stalks and... And like middle western style, the the feel it had was really yeah, 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 yeah. was really really lended itself to make it so much creepier. Well, and, and didn't the corn have like some kind of green fungus or something like that that was on it? I don't or, remember that. You know that might have been in one of the because I've seen I've seen most of yeah. those too. Oh really? Um, There's like yeah. four or five. Of them. Yeah, I think yeah. I've seen maybe. three three of the five i've definitely i don't think i've seen any but the first one yeah yeah i haven't seen the second one but all right so also 1984 man i'm telling you he put out a couple of these a year or his stories did at least so he was not hurting financially (laughs) he had a backlog probably oh yeah yeah yeah. so he just like pick one yeah (laughs) so the next one is 1984's firestarter aha firestarter was such a great one too and this was i remember watching this really really young too did you watch this as a kid? I, you know, I four. You were how old? Well, you probably watched I was reruns, three. So you watched um, reruns. Yeah, and and that's the thing is, I know for a fact that I've seen this movie, but it has been um, so long since I've seen it that literally the only thing I can really remember is Drew Barrymore starting a fire and the uh, like picture for the for the movie poster. You oh know? wow! That that's about all I remember, but I know that I've seen it. Yeah, well, there's some great stuff in this. Uh, super, <clears throat> super creepy undertones. I mean, yeah, and it was kind of all based on a really interesting concept where uh, Drew Barrymore's parents, who were played by uh, David, David Keith, Keith and yeah, Heather Locklear. Right? Yeah, we, David Keith. Because sometimes there's Keith, Keith David. There's Keith David there. is another actor. <laughs> yeah. Keith David's the black guy from Men at Work. Yeah, uh, <laughs> don't, don't mess with another man's fries. <laughs> I'm working that into a movie too. Into a pot. Golf clap. We already did it earlier. Oh I know. I was thinking about it two earlier. Two minute work references in one pot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so you got uh, David Keith and you got Heather Locklear, are her parents, and they sign up when they're in college. They sign up for this study that's going to have this drug tested on them just to make like. 50 extra bucks, money 50 yeah. bucks or something yeah. like that and it turns out it's like these cr- this crazy hallucinogen uh it's this crazy hallucinogen <laughs> so when they take it they friggin uh they did those creepy flashes where yeah. they put him in a couple of times in the movie where some 
patients were like gouging their own eyes. Yeah, out. well, that's oh, what God. happened. The uh, the people who took it reacted differently. Everybody so, some people, killed themselves. I thought. Uh, well, except he- those two. Heather Locklear and David Keith immediately had a connection where they were uh, communicating uh, without speaking to each other almost immediately, and then. Right after that, you saw the other people in the other beds. Remember, and that's yeah. when they were pulling their eyes. Yeah, out yeah. it was creepy. So. It was super. That's creepy. crazy, because you know, like, even if you ripped your eyes out and you were hallucinating, not only would you feel the fact that you just ripped your eyes out. Well, if you were tripping, you'd, you, yeah, you'd <laughs> still be seeing whatever it was that because it's in your mind. Well, how like, about the guy next to you though? He's having his own trip, and it ain't a good one. Yeah. Uh, no. So yeah, they were really the only ones left, and so the government were trying to they they, they had to going, go on the lamb. Yep they they had to go kind of under the radar because the government wanted uh, to find them to do testing. You know, sure. The old well, tell what power he had. So he, he had a telekinetic power. Uh, it was awesome. It, and so did Heather Locklear. But the uh, problem with it is the government killed Heather Locklear at like, the beginning of the movie. It was so, always the creepiest death scene. They stuffed her in one of those fold-up um, ironing boards that fold up in the walls. What? Have you seen those before? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's, sometimes there's a lot of space in there. You can yeah. put a shelf or two in there. Right. But they killed her on the ironing board and then locked her. So when he pulled her down, she came flopping Damn. out of the ironing board. It was pretty it had scary. like a bloody rag in her mouth. And it was just really, it was like a scene, it looked like it could have happened in real. Right, yeah. It was really creepy. Well, what we're leaving out too is that the, uh, so they have, yeah, so they have a kid. So they both got these powers and they have the kid. And the kid doesn't have telekinesis, you would think she would, but she has the ability to uh, to start fires. Yeah. And they show her from a young age teaching her how to do it. Pyrokinesis. Yeah. They, uh. They show her from the beginning. She's lighting stuff on fire, and boiling then, water, and then they're yeah, and then they're uh, having her extinguish it and everything. Didn't, he, didn't she light her oven mitts on? Yep, lit, fire by accident. Yeah, she got angry and, at uh, Heather Locklear and started her uh, hands on fire, and she felt bad and started crying. And yeah. they, you got early on that she didn't know how to control this thing. Right. So they eventually go on the lamb, and it all kind of goes down to George C. Scott, who's like this really amazing, amazing kind of uh, his creepiest role of all. Yeah, he's like an Indian, like or half Indian, who's like an assassin that the government have, has hired to not only uh, uh, kill people, but to actually befriend Drew Barrymore and uh, pretend to be this like hapless janitor who uh, she'll talk to and open up to, uh, so they can kind of get her on her uh, on their side. Martin Sheen. I, I think the deal was something like he got to keep the girl yeah. if yeah. he helped yeah. David Keith help the military. Uh, like Mark Sheen developed yeah, yeah. the uh, power that David Keith had, though. Yeah, because yeah, I yeah. thought I remember them trying to like make her into a weapon of some kind. That's what or they something. kind of ultimately were planning on doing. Right. But David Keith, he could make you do anything just by saying it. Yeah. Oh, like really? That scene he yeah, had yeah. with Martin Sheen yeah. is awesome. Mm. He's like, kill that man. Yep. <laughs> or like, he would just or say, choke yourself. Choke yourself. Yeah, oh, wow. That type of stuff. Yeah. 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 It was really creepy, and his nose would bleed when it happened, and it was really good. So. It kind of all went down to this great scene at the barn where uh, where Drew Barrymore was going to meet. Uh, she was going to meet her father and everything, and then shit went bad. Yeah. And she just flipped like a switch, just like Carrie did. I mean, it's the same element Stephen King wrote in that, where she had... And I think uh, David Keith's last words were, like, kill everyone or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she just balls a fire, blurting everyone. Yeah. She was so good. Drew Barrymore was so she good because so she, she was, like, panting when the... When the, and she would was, start panting. Remember when they came to oh, arrest yeah, yeah. him at the house? And you knew she had to, she had to calm knew, her down. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was 84, so 
Uh, this was two years after E.T., yeah, so she had already, like, uh, friggin' established herself, so this kind of... And there's some great pictures of her going in the premiere and standing with Stephen King and everything. So oh, really? That's cool. It was pretty, also, pretty close to the, like, uh, we skipped over Children of the Corn. Children of the Corn was, uh, was part of Night Shift, the, uh, the book collection that had, like, 40 different stories in it, but it had a lot of different ones that they eventually, uh, make into movies. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but, uh, Firestar was its own When book, it comes up, we'll close. say which ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, number 10. Number 10 is Cat's Eye, 1985. I love Cat's Eye. It's one of those ones we've always watched on HBO. Yeah, and it's the one that usually escapes me until you start talking about it. So as soon as you say something... And you said you hadn't seen this, right? You're not familiar with Cat's Eye? I don't think so. It's three parts to it. It's kind of like Creepshow oh, yeah, in yeah. that in element's three parts. So the first part had James Woods in it, and he wanted to quit smoking, and it was called Quitter's Inc. And this was also a story that was in... Uh, I think it was Night Shift. Uh... And so he, he goes to this place that's going to help him uh, quit cigarettes. And they said, we're pretty extreme people. You know, if you, you sign up for us, we, we're determined to help you stop <laughs> smoking. Oh, God. And he, he, he didn't says, read the fine print. I bet. He says, all right. He says, I can do that and everything. He says, don't, don't cheat because we'll be watching you. You don't know when and uh, if. But then you find out that these people are watching him like 100% of the time. Oh, my and God. He's, at, he's in traffic one time, and he, he just can't take it, man. He has to lean down, and he's smoking. And he lifts up his head and he turns to the side and there's some guy staring at him. He turns to the other side and someone's staring at him. And they they automatically uh, bring him into the uh, to the building and uh, say, we caught you smoking. And he says, yeah, I'm sorry. I just Who was the guy? Him. The guy was uh, great. Alan was King. Alan King, yeah. yeah. And, uh, Alan King. Because he uh, smoked in the car, they put his wife in an electric room and uh, turned it on, cranked it up and let him watch his wife like jump up and down in the electric what room. What the hell? And, uh, and said, hey, don't do not do it again. Uh, he's and he says, why are you going to put, uh, and he says, you're going to put her in the electric room again? He says, no, the electric room's down. He says, next time she loses a finger. Uh, and he, he can't shit. tell if he's kidding or not this whole time and everything. <laughs> so he ends up, uh, he ends up quitting and has a great scene at the end where he, uh, he meets his, uh, he meets some person at a party and everything, and he uh, goes to shake the wife's uh, his wife's hand as she's missing one of her pinky fingers. Oh <laughs> shit! It was a really great one. Uh, but then the second one was really good. It had uh, remember the one where he makes him walk around the top of the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. one was really good. It was the guy from Airplane. Yep. Uh, the guy who played Striker from Airplane. Striker, Striker, <laughs> Striker, Striker. striker. <laughs> so he's over Macho Grande. I'll never get over Macho Grande. <laughs> uh, I love that one. Um, so where was I? Yeah. So we've got our guy from uh, Airplane, and he's having an affair with this uh, with this other uh, guy's wife, and he catches him. No, if you were Stephen King's wife, would you would you have insights of reading his book yeah. and be like, man? <laughs> He really writes a lot about revenge. Yeah, I know, after, right? After oh, infidelity. Man. Just don't get on his bad side. Yeah. <laughs> so he ends up, uh, he's having an affair with this guy's wife, so the guy gets him to this like high-rise apartment, and he tells him, uh, he says, I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. You're going to do this little game. He says, I'm going to put you out on that ledge up uh, front, and it's, uh, I guess they're like 20 or 30 stories up. And he says, if you, can, if you can walk around the whole ledge, he says, not only will I give you a million dollars, but you can have my wife. And then he's 
he and shortly you realize he fucks with him the whole time. Well, you, re- you realize he doesn't really have a choice because he's kind of got a gun there. Yeah. He's gonna yeah. make him do it. So yeah. he gets outside on the ledge and he's starting to go, go around and mm-hmm. he's it's the ledge sucks, man. It's, like, it's yeah. a really big ledge. <laughs> there are pigeons out there. There's that, pigeons mm-hmm. and there's stuff thrown them, but like you said, he's fucking. He with jump, him. He's leaning out windows and yelling at him. Oh, 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 comes up oh with the trumpet. That's right. At one point, he's got like the fire hose and he's trying to knock him out and everything. And he tries so hard, and it, it, he gets around, and he finally gets back in the thing. And he's, he's I beat you. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I beat you and everything. He's like, all right, you beat me fair and square. He's like, he's like, here's your million, and here's my wife. And he kicks the the like grocery bag over, and his wife's head falls out, and everything. He had killed his wife. Oh shit! Uh, and they they were gonna kill him right there, but something went wrong, and uh, the guy from airplane got the better of him, and uh, uh, got the gun, and made him walk out there. Yeah. Oh <laughs> shit! That's and so awesome. it ended with him fucking with him yeah, around the edge, yeah. and then he ends up falling off. Oh, oh nice. But then the uh, the third one. The third one was fun, but it wasn't as cool as the Which first two, and it? that was the one with Drew Barrymore. And where uh, give me at, the, at night, the she was. Uh, this was where the cat came in. To the oh, I see. So yeah, she yeah, had a cat yeah. uh, that she met in the wilderness and everything, and it was kind of protecting her from different things. But in the middle of the night, a weird troll would that come, I remember would come out of the uh, the uh, like a mouse hole almost yeah. in a room, steal her breath, mm-hmm. and scurry back into the hole and the cat had to protect her from the uh the little goblin creature yeah that yeah that one i do weird. remember it was very weird man it wasn't as uh, that wasn't the best one of that thing but, uh, <laughs> but it was still fun yeah it was cool. i kind of want to see it again because yeah. i don't remember oh it. i own it we can watch it was it, was it like a how did they film the trolls it, it was weird it was you could tell it was done on like two screens and then just kind of played it over each other yeah yeah it was bad <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't hold the, up either, the, but the, it was still fun. Did the cat yeah. put it in I'm not sure I would have ended with that one because it was I, I wouldn't have struck. Gotta end that, strong. That's a middle. That's one. a one. That's a strong middle one. <laughs> that's a middle one. It's funny. I remember the troll and the cat had, like doing battle yeah. at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah cat yeah. swatting it, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they got a feather like. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so all right, well number eleven here is the great silver bullet. Nice. Yeah. 1985, man. This is uh, he had Corey such a Haim. great run. Corey Haim, who are we talking? Corey Haim or Stephen King? Stephen King. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, dude. So far, I mean, I know it gets better too. Yeah, there's some that. Get but uh, really Silver good, Bullet man. was a is a rare movie, and I bet you a lot of people haven't seen this because I don't know how much play it got. Because I remember uh, we were right for this age though, because Corey yeah. Haim was like nine to eleven, and I was like nine at this time when it came out. And, I remember uh, I read plays the... a paraplegic. Yeah, kid. Yeah, whose uncle is Gary quadriplegic. Yeah, no quad. No, four. I thought he had para. Is it quad below the waist? Isn't quad below the waist? That's no quad no, is all quad's four. All quad's four. all four. Yeah, okay. paraplegic. Then. Yeah, you're right. This <laughs> para Olympia's not quad. <laughs> <laughs> so he had a pretty sweet. Ride yeah, movie. this uncle was Gary Busey, and if you want to have an uncle, you want that uncle to be Gary Busey. Yeah, yeah, Jesus, right. or any movie, uh, or in real life. Uh, uh, not the uncle you see a lot, like the one yeah. that lives across country that comes through every once in a while. <laughs> but he builds him this like nitrous powered. Like, yeah, it's like chair. It goes like forty legal. miles an hour, man. It's like a street legal friggin' motorbike. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really sweet. Super sweet. He gives him the bike and he gives him a bag full bag of full uh, bag full of fireworks. fireworks. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of how it starts too. Well, there's been some random deaths around town, so people are dying and they're dying by something that we you don't really quite don't know. know. You don't quite either. know what it as is. Right. Audience, right. yeah. And uh, who? Okay, go ahead. Well, I don't think did the did the kind of mob leave the uh, 
leave the bar and go check the moors before it because there was a kid that went missing that was yeah. what it was uh-huh. and so they went and they thought someone was killing him in the woods and they uh they went out there and that's when uh, people were really starting to die the uh the guy who played uh the guy from reservoir dogs who ran the whole group Oh yeah, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he was yeah, the yeah. bartender was with the club, uh, so he went out there, and there's all famous character actors out there start dying. So you're not quite sure what's killing people. You don't see anything until uh, what's his name is uh, Corey Hames out on the bridge. The title of the movie, might uh, have given it away. In that way, yeah, I know, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've got uh, that was the name of the bike, <laughs> but it took a while. You know, it took a while to really get a, a shot of him. Mm-hmm. So he was out there playing with those fireworks, and remember the uh, the friggin' werewolf shows himself and. Uh, Corey His Hame. thing won't start. What's that? His bike wouldn't start. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, but then he did he hit, not before he hit him or after he started it. He, and then he, he, uh, he saw him coming towards yeah. the bike and he's trying to get away just to mm-hmm. start the bike. And then he lights the uh, what the bottle rocket? Bottle rocket, bottle rocket, 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 I think. Yeah. Like, not just a bottle rocket, but like, like a rocket, had, like rocket. A rocket yeah. Rocket. yeah. Has one of a million shot. Yeah. She shoots him Bam. in one of his eyes, yep. man. And uh, Corey Haynes' best from shot that in the forward movies. on, that was a brilliant, brilliant concept. That you know, if you found the guy missing an eye, you found the werewolf. And wasn't didn't it turn out to be like a priest? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the mean ass motherfucker from uh, People Under the Stairs. Yeah, the crazy oh, dad. The guy I from forgot Twin about Peaks. that man. And from Twin Peaks, yeah, he was great in Twin Peaks. But and from Heartbreak Ridge, man, he was a great actor and a lot of I, Everett McGill, uh, and he was so good in that role. <laughs> and there was so there was a lot of great scenes that reveal I think you had mentioned oh before, my God. man. The sister's going like on a can drive or something. Yep, she's looking for uh, aluminum cans. Aluminum cans. But with the pretext that she's actually looking for someone with one eye. She, yeah. That she thought that would be the smart yeah. thing going door to door. Right. And they were clever, but when some of the doors weren't opening all the way, so you saw like half their face. Yeah. And then when so, it would open, you was like, all right, he's got an eye. He's cool. So right. the camera's focused on like the girl in the background. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she had a cart or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And. Uh, He's in the garden. He's, he's in the garden gardening, and they have like a like a like a cut shot where they cut half his face off, mm-hmm. and, and then he leans into frame for his full facial exposure. And when he does, you can see he's got the bandage over oh, his eye. Yeah, his eye but she can't see that uh-huh. at that point. Right. And then when he turns around, you can see oh, yeah. all the blood leave her face. But she's one of those people. That's what I was saying before. When you know, that's when you leave. Oh, yeah, but yeah, she yeah. Was, yeah. didn't want to be rude. Right. Yeah. So she goes into like the garage. Garage. She even sees oh. some incriminating stuff. Yeah. There. She sees the bat from the bar. Yeah. But then, uh, yeah, with the blood all over it. And so she knew what was going on, which elated Corey. He let him go. Because, yeah, she let him go, which was probably a mistake. But, but he's like, I'm a werewolf. I'll just yeah. kill him. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. He's, he's I'll see you later. He's got this weird dual thing going on being a priest. You know, it's got to suck. Yeah. But, yeah, but did, I had a feeling he wasn't nice. When he was the person. Well, it doesn't make him a murderer, though. I think it changed. You know, I mean, a werewolf, you're just, you know, as far as I know, they just eat. You know, I mean, yeah. except for it in the Underworld him, series, he, he was pretty evil. He was he was trying to kill Haim during the day when he wasn't a werewolf. Mm. Remember yeah. uh, when he was in that bridge? Uh, but then he was having the visions. Remember, he had the visions of the uh, that that whole church scene where everyone turned into werewolves. Oh yeah. That was great. Oh yeah. Uh, but it all worked out. It was great that I love the stuff with them trying to convince Gary Busey. Yeah. And Gary Busey yeah. never believed it all the way until um, he saw him at the it, window. Yeah. At the and very then, end, like, <laughs> here he is right here. He's like, look, just look. <laughs> Remember he takes the bullet out of the gun yeah. at the end and he holds it up and he's like, I'm starting to feel like a horse's ass. And then something happens and he drops the bullet. And, and it goes, goes down, down the grate. Oh. It goes down the grate. And the girl's trying to reach through the grate. That was one of the best it. tense scenes. Oh, too. it was. And it was one of those hard ones. It's probably, you got three things going on in yep. there. Yeah. yeah. 
her struggling to do that and yep. Gary Busey's Gary Busey getting thrown across the yeah. room in the mirror and uh then you had that great scene where you got the you saw the hair that reverse shot of it sucking up into his body as he's turning back into the uh, yeah to the yeah priest. that was a good shot and then it had one of those last it had one of those great key moments that were so popular like when Scream came out when uh, the that last moment Scream was where he came alive at that last moment and she shot him in the eye yeah, yeah. it was uh, almost the most reminiscent to that scene at the end where they killed the guy in Scream when he huh. came back for that one last scare it's pretty cool man I love Silver Bullet it was based on the uh, graphic novel. Um, Cycle of the Werewolf. Oh, was it? Yep, it was one, not one of his full things, so it had like illustrations in it and everything. Yeah, I read cool. that in the like casting sixth was grade. brilliant, yeah. though. It was good. really good casting. Yep, I don't I know mean, who directed it, do, but they did a damn fine job. Because like I can't imagine bringing all those people together, like thinking of Gary Busey as being anything other than what he. That's when he started that. out. When you go back and look at it too, he was a little heavy too. He was like uh, a little healthier looking. Because huh. yeah. I don't think he really took what off until one? Point Break. Point Break, he was like stratosphere. He could do what he want. Right. But one of some of his first movies, he was a leading man almost in some of them. Oh well, he was nominated for an Oscar for the Buddy Holly story. Yeah, yeah, really? Yeah, really amazing job by him in the Buddy Holly story. We'll hmm. have to talk about that when we have a music kind of related pod because he <laughs> when people forget crazy actor pod. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when, when we have Oscar our Oscar winners go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, we might just have to do like. I don't know, a pod just on Gary Busey. <laughs> yeah, we could. The Busey could, pod. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we could each pick like one of those, our favorite character actors. Now that's a great kind of thing to do, a great mm. character actor pod. Because you just have to choose right up there. Busey or we're not going to be able to talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this next one, and I talked earlier about Stephen King has only directed one movie, and it is this one right Bam. here. His best cameo of any movie, arguably, is 1986 Maximum Overdrive. Oh, I love that movie. Maximum Overdrive is so much fun, He's the tow truck driver? Uh, no, he's at the very beginning. He's the guy at the ATM. And he's, oh, okay, he's trying okay, to take okay, out money, okay, and the okay, ATM yeah, yeah, yeah. goes nuts, and it, uh, it's... Uh, saying what do you, uh, what can I help you with, asshole? Yeah. Uh, he says, he says yeah. asshole over and over again. And Stephen King turns around and says, "Honey, this machine just called me an asshole." <laughs> they busted into the ACDC Who Made Who song because ACDC did the whole soundtrack. Uh -huh. this movie. It was ACDC. It was, was always that. funny to me. And like, he was he was completely wasted during this movie. He was he was this was heavy in his uh, his kind of drug days and everything because he was he hanging said, out with ACDC. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he had fun doing it, but. I know people have asked him or later in life. The only thing I'm jealous of that else. motherfucker is, is the seats that he has at Fenway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or like third, like third or fourth row up, like first base dugout line. Oh, yeah. oh my god! Yeah, he's like a hero in Fenway. <laughs> so Maximo Drive, why don't you tell us a little bit about Maximo Drive? All right, so uh, Emilio Estevez, um, <laughs> which, the yeah, yeah, the, the, the one and only. I mean, I, I think that might be the first time we've mentioned him. Yeah. So good, this. I don't need my father's last name. I'll keep. Man, my own. we've been know, talking right? minute work already today. Oh, that's oh true. God. Yeah, look at that. Boom. That's <laughs> I'm gonna time minute work in every chance I get. <laughs> oh yeah. So um, so basically, there's a, a comet. Yep. And the comet is affecting, you know, I machines. Like he's worried about comets a lot too. Oh yeah, never really, <laughs> never really thought about that. Jody, Jody but uh, <laughs> so, anyways, the the comet is like affecting machines, and they basically start to work together <laughs> to kill people. Yeah, they just want to take over. Yeah, yeah, and because uh, if you could, and we're talking I mean, about any machine, too. anything that had any electrical, any electrical a soda machine, like, yeah. soda machine like, hitting like, the guy in the nuts. Yeah, <laughs> but I think if you unplugged them, 
they didn't have they lost their power. It was from energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. They needed some sort of energy, energy source. source. Uh, yeah. But the a couple of them that were really good was the uh remember the automatic steak knife type oh, of thing yeah, that yeah, just yeah, ran yeah. across the thing on top of the girl's arm. Yeah. And the music was weird. It was it was that screech eh, 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 <laughs> when it happened and everything, so it was very weird. Uh, but all the scene uh stuff were coming alive, but I think the most prominent one was the uh, so the the big rigs. Yeah, the know, semi truck with the Green Goblin's face yeah. on it. Yeah, that everyone wanted so that Green cool. Goblin face, man. Yeah, that, that was just awesome. It was the craziest looking thing when it came on the screen. Oh, for the first oh time. yeah, and some of the craziest character actors in that. You've got. Uh, the Lisa Simpson, the voice of Lisa Simpson, was one of the the really whiny, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, girl. And then the, you know the Bible salesman in that uh, movie. He was one of the first guys to die. He showed up. It was Eddie Arcadian. What? Uh, yeah. That was one of the awesome. few things I had seen it from Last Dragon. If anyone yeah. else is not on, the <laughs> like me and Justin. If you don't are. know that by now, you got some catching up to Last do. Last Dragon, man, check it out. <laughs> I was watching Action Jackson with it with Vanity in it, and I was like, man, I gotta watch Last Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> I love Vanity, man. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, you got these weird character actors that he kind of got together, and uh, they all kind of hang out it was very also had a very tremors element if you yeah. take out the worms yeah. because it was all mm. a, a group of people that were kind of confined to the store and they could not leave they had right. to find alternate routes and everything outside was trying to kill them yeah and it seemed like there were moments where they could have run like yeah but away, that would but make well, the movie very good yeah but remember <laughs> there was also that army vehicle with the machine gun on yep. the back of it that's true, you know that's what true. I mean so yeah so so they ended up going like out a back way down kind of like a tunnel yeah to get out of there and everything it was just a fun movie man oh you, absolutely you could tell it was fun to make and it's kind the of music, fun to watch he, but he he's not happy with it but yeah, but that's just because he's got high standards for it. And especially looking back. I mean, at the time, he's probably like, this shit is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> we, all, we all are. At yeah, that we've all been there. <laughs> I got the best idea ever. <laughs> um, but in the resolution of that, though, it pretty much just ends with the comet leaving. Well, there was the bazooka. Remember, they shot the bazooka at the truck. That was the big uh, thing where she had the bazooka. And she took it out. Right, right. But, but I mean, then is that what the comet eventually just left? Is yeah, I think the comet just left and huh. everything stopped working. I don't working. remember the ending like that. I remember I remember shooting the uh, thing with the uh, bazooka, but after that, yeah, I couldn't yeah. remember. That's clever. It might have just been like their experience or whatever. and I, I don't know, but I thought... Redo it, that shit, man. Have that comet come back. I'm telling you. Right? Yeah, that's a great <laughs> idea, dude. I'm telling you, it's like finding the crate from the creep show in the bottom of the thing. Well, that may be elements with they're working around with that Castle Rock show because that Castle Rock show is connected you, they're to gonna the universe. They're going to be able to do some tie-ups oh, awesome. and yeah. and develop some things that they have hindsight to. No, I think it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, yeah that's going to be so. badass. So anyways, Maximum Overdrive. Now, our next one, uh, number 13. We got three left here. We got uh, This is one of Dave's favorite, also from 1986, is Stand By Me. Oh, that's one of This is my favorite, favorite Stephen King movie. Directed by Rob Reiner, who did yeah, another Stephen King movie. He also directed uh, Misery. Yep. Oh, that's so right. So you tell us a little about Stand By Me? It was based on, uh, before you before you started off, I'll tell you that it was based on a short novella called The Body that was in yes. uh, different I did, seasons. I did know this. Different seasons I never read had... It, Different had... Seasons was also the book that uh, Shawshank Redemption was from. Okay. But mm. it was called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Okay. So, huh. So yeah, tell us a little about the movie. Though. I mean, it was the cast was great. Absolutely, it had Corey Feldman. It had uh, uh, Keith Sutherland. Yeah, it had even John Cusack played the uh, older brother. Yeah. Jerry O'Connor. Jerry O'Connor played uh, one River of the little Phoenix. kids. River Phoenix. Will played. Wheaton. River Phoenix was from Gainesville. Yep. Yep. River Phoenix. Uh, Will Wheaton. 
Will Weezer yeah, in it too. That's man. right. Yeah. Just a great, great cast. And we've seen a lot of making of it too. He really, um, Rob Reiner really he pushed these kids. Pushed these kids a lot <laughs> to the point, and I think they to wanted the to be they, pushed though. They cried a lot. Yeah, oh, they I bet cried they a lot. Did. That's what I'll say. Yeah, I bet they did. But he, his most important goal, he wanted the kids to be friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you look back on maybe Corey Feldman was going some dark times. Probably. Not at this point, I don't think. No, no I don't know, man. Early. He was young in this movie. He was really young. He had done obviously. Uh, well, uh, this was before. That's yeah, more uh, like Lost Boys, I would think. This was after. Goonies. No, he. Well, he, they. Said yeah, Lost that, Boys that, is when he was getting a little dream, a little dream for sure. Mm. I mean, dream a little dream. He was out there. He was off doing whatever. Uh, but he was still pretty young and stand by me. I mean, you think of how young all those. No, I was were. talking about the sexual abuse he's probably enduring oh, at maybe, the time. Maybe oh, that's yeah. what yeah, I'm yeah. talking about. I don't know. He, that might even have been young too. I don't know. No, Lucas is one. About the time Lucas was starting for the other guy is the time that he met that person too. So if you can figure out what year Lucas came out. Oh, Luke, that's Corey Haynes. I know, but they oh, were friends, that's and that's yeah, when yeah, yeah. they had talked. Oh, I got both you. Of them. I got you. Yeah, uh, I would say Lucas came out a little earlier than Stand by Me. Okay, so it might even been earlier. I don't know. Yeah, hmm. crazy. But the, the the movie was just had something that you could relate to as a kid. Yep. Oh yeah. I mean, they had this journey that seemed a, a mission. You know, like too fantastical to ever really be true or ever to really come true, but they. Bonded it, and the, the group they have are great. The way they acted, oh, yeah. little kid oh, digging yeah. for the pennies underneath the. Porch well, that's how it all kind of takes off. Is him looking for those pennies and overhearing a conversation yeah. from uh, his brother talking about uh, a kid that was killed, and one of them had come across the body. So they all wanted to really the the little kids for sure wanted to uh, find the body. They wanted to see a body, right. <laughs> a dead body. Really, yeah. is all they wanted Which, to see. I mean, that's kind of morbid, but. Yeah, for I, Stephen King, that's a pretty tame. I get it. Like, there and, was nothing really, but it was all about real. their relationship. The yeah. whole thing that they could have been off there to go see. Uh, they could have said, "Hey, there's a there's a cool relic out in the woods," and it could have kind of worked the same right. for almost the entire movie up yeah, until when they find it, because it's all about their uh, kind of coming at odds with what uh, what's going on. And you had lives. Richard Dreyfuss narrating. Yeah, Richard yeah. Dreyfuss narrated yeah, which was it. Yep. Awesome. He yeah, really did a great job, and I'm not. Always a fan of narration. Yeah, it, it works in certain movies. In certain it, movies, yeah. this it type works. of movie for sure, yeah. because this took place in the fifties. Yeah, uh, this is the kind of the, uh, the feel for it. Too. My favorite scene was when they're talking about the Mickey Mouse Club, and they're sitting around at the junkyard oh, right yeah, before yeah. Chopper. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, I think. Annette's tits are getting, are getting bigger, like the yeah, A yeah. and the, the, the E are bending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just those great conversations uh, that you would be having. At yeah. Yeah. Or that, yeah. And they were like, singing and daring each other to do things. Well, and it's right. like anything with them jump, kids. running through the junkyard, man. Yeah. That is totally something. Playing army doing. stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I do that now. So it was great. It kind of all worked its way down to finding the body. Yeah. What I heard was yeah. <laughs> Chopper sick ball. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that line that he did it. Yeah. And then they tore to- that guy, junkyard guy, tormented Corey Feldman. Oh, yeah. yeah. He kind of lost Triggered. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Triggered for sure. <laughs> yeah. And he was uh, not right through the rest of the movie. Yeah. Right. And then the leeches. The leeches. Man, the leeches. I was just about to say that. Will Wheaton took one for the team. Oh, yeah. man. Passed out, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But some. The move, the one of the funny things about that movie was the story that Will Wheaton told. Yeah, the lard ass. Lard yeah. Ass. Oh yeah. my oh, god, that was some brutal stuff. Yeah, that's that right was, up there with uh, Witches of Eastwick. Seemed like Stephen King to me, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, that, yeah, like, he only he would think of this crazy. 
Yeah. The PTA was throwing up on the Shriders. Yeah. <laughs> the, the something twins threw up on each other. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty nasty. Yeah, no, oh. it was. It was it nasty. Was. And you remember it in Witches of Easterwick where they did basically the same thing? No, where they, I don't remember. Where she's that. puking cherries up on everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. It was, it was creepy. It was crazy. Uh, but they used the same thing. You know, they, they have that kind of trick thing on the side. You have like that profile and you stick the tube next to your mouth and mm-hmm. the audience can't see it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pump it oh. out. It's just crazy. <laughs> Hard ass. Hard <laughs> ass. Hard <laughs> ass. It was funny. Yeah. Yeah. It was so great. Yeah, it all worked down to Kiefer being a dick. He, he loved being a dick back then. He was going to... Oh, yeah. he, he had a slot on my uh, villain list before For I this? find it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And not be- not because... He wouldn't. He wasn't over the top, mm-hmm. but he had control of his group Yep. And the people fucking were scared of him. Yeah. And, I, and for him to pull the gun at him at the end yeah. was a big deal. Fuck yeah. Like, and then he you uh, know, he cocks the hammer back yeah. and that's well, when he knew. What, is he, what did he say to him? I forget the final line. Uh, I don't oh, remember oh, either. He's like, just you. He's like, you're going to kill us all? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> right. Like, he said, nope. Nope. Just, well, just it you. it makes you wonder <laughs> if what he would have Real done talk. if Will Wheaton yeah. had pulled the gun out. Would he have cut that kid or would he have, yeah. would he, would he have done? I right. I Probably would have just kicked the shit probably out of him. Probably would have kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. See, it was an easier time in the 50s. You, once in a while, you took a beating, but you yeah. didn't take... How do you ever leave your house after doing that, not thinking Kiefer's going to be outside yeah. ready to kick the shit Oh, yeah. you know, he oh, told yeah. him straight up. Yeah. He's like, I'll be there, yeah. you know? Like, mm-mm. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> that's why Stand By Me too was just him getting his ass <laughs> <laughs> All right, so number 14. Now, number 14 is a very interesting one. A lot of people don't realize that this was a Stephen King book because he wrote it under his pen name, Richard Bachman, okay. which was, uh, this was part of the Bachman books. The Bachman books consist of Rage, Road Work, Ah, oh, damn, there's one that escapes me, and then there's this last one, The Running Man. Oh, yes. <laughs> 1987's The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's arguably nothing like the book. It has it has elements in there that are like it, but it has a twisted ending. I always thought the ending was crazy in the, in the book, The Running Man. There's, like, they're outside in the middle of the city, and there's, like, an airplane... Uh, there's an airplane crash that crashes into, like, a skyscraper, and the... Uh, the Schwarzenegger character's uh, intestines get pulled out of his uh, out of his stomach, and it wraps around his neck, and he ends up like hanging to death. Oh my uh, god! And it was like this weird, crazy ending and everything. And it, so it wasn't the movie that we saw. But uh-huh. The movie that we saw kind of uh, had those elements that uh, <laughs> they were the like, initial we can't kill the Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody just cheered for him for yeah. like an hour and forty five yeah. minutes. They completely changed what the story was, but I th- I thought the Running Man and the story were pretty decent. Uh, the movie especially. I uh, love the movie. That's the movie one of my great. favorites of And all I would time. have never had it any way of knowing that Stephen no. King had No, it. no. It was I, Richard Bachman. Pretty it's much you, up until even this if part, I, I yeah. didn't know. Because <laughs> like, there's nothing Stephen King-esque about it. The no. only Except, other Richard Bachman movie that was made into uh, a movie was uh, The Thinner. Thinner was Oh, Richard yeah. Bachman that was a too. really good one. Um, oh, I love that movie. I don't think I have it on the list. Do uh, I have Thinner We might have to put it on. Maybe I'll squeeze it in there. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, that'll be on the second pod anyways. <laughs> Next uh, week, fellas. So let's, yeah, yeah. So let's talk to uh, Running Man. Yeah. So they got the great Richard Dawson, who is famous for... Price is Right, for the No, for uh, Family Feud. He, yeah, that's he kissed right all the girls. Oh, that's right. That's, right. that's he right. right. He was the one that everyone felt uncomfortable when you watch back, uh, episodes of it. It's crazy, man. I watch them and they have episodes of the match game and he's always on the match game. Mm-hmm. And there's women that when they when he, they pick his match at the end and they win the big money, they come right over there and kiss him on the lips, man. It just seems, <laughs> it seems weird kissing him on the lips. On, yeah. on the cheek, I get. But yeah. in the 70s, apparently it was the thing, man. No one gave a shit. 
<laughs> they were just <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So you got the great uh, Richard Dawson, and uh, why don't you tell us a little of the premise behind uh, what happened in the Running Man? Okay, so um, basically, he, Arnold Schwarzenegger is on uh, like a military mission. I don't know if it's military or if it's just like kind it's of military, police. Yeah. Okay, um, and they're t- he's a helicopter pilot, and he's told to fire on this crowd. And he ignores the order and says that he's not going to do it. And they basically knock him out and take control and fire on the crowd and blame it on him. And he becomes... <laughs> and redoctor the footage. Redoctor yeah. The footage. <laughs> What's he called? The... the- Butcherfield Butcher, Baker's Yeah, but yeah. B- yeah. Butcher, and uh you know you go to jail, you get that nickname. Oh yeah. god, yeah. So um so basically he's brought onto this game show and this game show is like Brilliant. I guess Yeah. So I guess it's you know, they take murderers and stuff like that and they put them up against just like well, they bring his friends in too. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're like all at like the same prison type of thing, and they kind of take them all in. They, I don't think they would have taken him in if it wasn't for uh, uh, Ben Richards. That was his name. Ben Richards. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they, yeah, they brought him into the game, and what were the, what was the elements of the game? If you some, did you so, survive? You got parole, right? If you survived, they, they you got to go to Hawaii. Yeah, 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 I don't believe them. Yeah, they said if they you... They have s- video of that, though. Yeah. They're enjoying the hell out of that. Yeah, place. exactly. <laughs> Here they are now, basking in the Hawaiian sun. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so basically, I mean, they have to go up against all these, you know, infamous call them killers. Slayers? Were they slayers or I can't remember. Damn, they called them something. Yeah, runners. No. no, they weren't runners. It was uh, I thought it was something like slayers. I can't um, remember. So they had but four they had, or five different ones. But they had right? some famous ones, like they were became famous because they were yeah 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 good at, and retired like Jesse Ventura. He was the retired one. Right. So you've got Jesse Ventura's one. You've got uh, Sub Zero. No Plane yeah. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sub Zero was the hockey one that had the. Uh, um, the hockey thing that had the blade. The on blade it. on it. He what was, was awesome. the one that had all the lights. Um, oh, the he opera sang singer. opera and wore a diaper. Um, Dynamo. Dynamo. Yeah, nice. yeah, Dynamo. Yep. Yeah, Dynamo. <laughs> and uh, Damn, let's see. Who else? I know, right? I can't. I'm trying can't to think, think who else it. there was. Well, they had the black Somebody, guy that stepped in at some point. Somebody had a flame. Oh, that's right. Wasn't yeah. it him? Didn't he have the flamethrower? Yeah, he had the flamethrower. Yeah, thrower, yeah, so yeah. It was him. And then Jesse Ventura had to uh, come in, and they doctored footage of him with uh, with, yeah. ben, with Ben Grimm uh, fighting too. So in the cage in with the, the cage. barbed wire, and then <laughs> then there was the guard, and they tried to get him to do something, and he's like, you know, it must be the steroids because he oh, couldn't yeah. hear real well or something <laughs> like that. They had so many great kind of uh, Schwarzenegger elements and stuff with this. But what was great about it for me was the element of that futuristic reality show. Oh, yeah. Where the crowd was so friggin' into it. Yeah. They wanted the murder and the, the blood and yeah. everything. And everyone That's where was we're so headed. Good. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Remember they we'll had the people on the streets years, who were betting we're on lucky. it? lucky. Remember the betting that happens in the street? Yeah, exactly. It's just everyone's so excited. And then people start, like, all at the same time rooting for, uh, for the Schwarzenegger character. Yeah. Even to the point where, like... At some point, uh, Richard Dawson speaks to him within like the uh, the game kind of that he's on, and tries to kind of recruit him uh, to be the next guy. He says, "I like the way you kill people, and this is that." And he's like, "Nope." Well, and they, they also run you into that. Taking the deal, man. Yeah, I know, right? They also it's run like into that uh, resistance network, and they hack oh, the yeah, system yeah, yeah, yeah. and right. show the you know they show the videos of the, the three footage. guys the who footage. are supposed yeah. to be alive. I want to change 
just that crowd, man. That crowd yeah. gets pissed. Oh, mm-hmm. we forgot to mention uh, uh, Maria Conchita Alonso. We didn't forget. And, uh, <laughs> she's she's not my favorite. Oh, she was good in Predator too. She's in good Predator in everything too. she does. I just yeah. don't like seeing her. <laughs> Actually, I don't like listening. I just to don't her. want you in this movie. Yeah, at all. Yeah. I just don't want it. It's not that I hate her. I just don't want her to be oh, in the movie uh, anymore. Anyway. Yeah. Isn't that the one where she's like, "Why am I going to help you?" And he's like, "Because I'm going to say please." Yeah. And he, and he, he lifts yeah, yeah. the thing up. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> she was good opposite him. I thought. Yeah, oh she yeah, was good. I just she rubs me the wrong way. No. <laughs> I mean, she was not a great actress, but she she worked it out. I'm not sure who directed. Uh, the she didn't hurt. I don't either. She yeah. was, I just didn't want to see. So yeah, it's not your typical Stephen King movie, but he was kind of the brains behind the infancy of it. Kind of, but a great movie. Starting. nonetheless. It was. It was a great movie. Yeah. nonetheless, especially for just like great '80s action. Oh yeah, yeah, man, it totally is. All right, so our last one here that we're going to talk about this week is uh, it's got actually three parts. So. Number 15 is Creepshow 2, 1987. Yes. Love Creepshow 2, man. Absolutely. Uh, it really... It, it wasn't as good as the first one, but it, uh, all three of them were, were really now, good still. Yeah. Recap them for me so it pops back in my so brain. So the first quick. one, we've got the uh, Cigar Store Indian. Oh, yeah. That, uh, is, that's the one with George Kennedy from yep. uh, Naked Gun uh, movies, uh, Frank's partner. What an easy premise, too. Yep. So he's he owns this... Uh, um, he owns this little convenience store, and he's being bullied by the locals, uh, the uh, this uh, kind of asshole Indian kid that lives there, uh, and his buddies uh, who come in there, and they just uh, steal his money and trash the place and everything and bring kind of dishonor to their family. And uh, then one night, uh, the Indian comes alive. Mm-hmm. And actually, it was after, I think, they killed... Uh, they come in one night and rob the store and kill George Kennedy's character. I think they kill his wife, too. Could be. Yeah, and that's when the Indian comes alive. Yeah. And uh, goes from their house to their house, like, leaves <laughs> leaves his, like, little podium there and goes to each of their houses and kills them. He scalps them, doesn't he? scalps them. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty yeah. brutal. It's hard to catch uh, somebody like that when he goes back to being a wooden Indian. I know, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think he had, uh, like... Didn't he end up? He had like a scalp in his yeah. hand or oh, something. Yeah, when, the he very when he went back to an Indian. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I remember it like, dripping. Uh, I think he still had his war paint on, and he had some blood, and he still had it in his yeah. hand. So they were. I know it was like the Indian guy that saw him later on. It was crazy. Yeah. So that's the second one. That, uh, or the first one. Yeah. The second one was the uh, the raft. Oh, and we just watched that. We just watched it recently. recently. It's a really, that was really so fantastic good. one, man. God, they could have done that for twenty. Do you remember the raft? I'm trying to remember that one. So you got a group of kids. It's uh, who directed this. Uh, I'm not sure. Nicotero ended up having to direct this, oh, that's right. this episode because he, they, they fired uh, everybody. Yeah, they everybody fired a whole um, during the middle of the, the shoot. The special what? effects crew was having problems, or the director was having problems, and the special effect crew had to take over on a lot of different stuff to the point where they just told Nicotero that, "Hey, why don't you get you guys just finish the who gets credited the for it? I'm not sure. I'd have to check and see who did." Uh, <laughs> because they had some accidents uh, during the making of it, and it was it was a mess. Uh, but the the raft one was pretty simple. It was like an oil slick in the water. They went out. Into oh the water yeah, I remember this, that one. Yeah. They went to swim oh. in the ice cold water out to oh, the floating raft. Dude. It was like that one gave me raft. nightmares, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when that person gets stuck in there and they're reaching there, oh, and yeah. they're on the dock and yeah. it sucks to half of their face, uh, and he's like copping a feel yeah. and like yeah. <laughs> while she's already probably, yeah. probably yeah. half oh, dead. Oh my god! And he reaches out. She, oh my god! <laughs> That's exactly dude. what happened. Yes. Right. Oh, and then the kid. And then the kid gets through it. 
and he starts gets, mocking him too close cocky, to the water. Yep. He's cocky. Yep. He's like, I beat you. Yep. I beat you. Yeah. And then the thing just swallows him. Big him up. Tidal wave oh, and just grabs it. Oh, my God. Yes, yeah, dude. It had some really great elements in it, you know, because it was that. God, situation. it was so easy to film. You know how much that we could do that for? Oh it was all effects. nothing. That, yeah. That's why the effects crew had to take over because it, that the rest of it was easy. Yeah, I mean, it was all the effects, and it did a good job. Like when it came up and grabbed his leg, or like you said, it grabbed her face. Yeah, everything. Yeah, like he was copping a feel. Yeah, my and favorite then, shot in the actor's profile page, if you go and look at it, is the ring. When the jock got yeah, sucked yeah. through oh, the deck, yeah, yeah. his fingers doubled his leg over. Yeah, yes. his oh, fingers, that's right. His yeah. fingers oh. went between the boards, yeah. but there wasn't big enough for his ring. Yeah. So his, ring his class ring down. just like slid mm. right off his finger and stayed I on the board. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it had those great elements too, you know, because they had when we were watching, especially there's so many moments where they had to make a move to get to the thing. Yeah, and, and that's what it brings about. That's to, when, what would you do? And, type yeah, scenario. yeah. And those are great things to put in a screenplay yeah. or in a movie when you can immediately put yourself in it when you've got the audience at home going go now go yeah, now right or, i yeah. would have gone now yeah why, the, why aren't you yeah. going yeah, anywhere you what are you go. doing yeah and because there's several times where it's moved away from the raft yeah it was still in the area yeah and, and we, we there's a great example of this coming up in another movie and when i say it i'll go bam, bam. <laughs> <laughs> we had your first bam moment yet? oh yeah he got yeah. stand by me oh that was your yeah. bam moment? did you give us the bam I, I <laughs> you can't go out. You can't be that guy. I don't want to have like a catchphrase. <laughs> oh, is that the guy that's just bam all the time? That guy sucks. <laughs> so yeah, so that was the second segment, and now the third segment, which I always thought was hilarious, that's was, my favorite. Was the hitchhiker man? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. my favorite. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about? That? Oh yeah. I, oh yeah. Go for Dave, it. Go for oh, it. so this <laughs> this really snooty rich woman played by. That um, I found out was the Bond girl. Yeah, she was. Uh, oh, really? She Holly, was uh, Moonraker. Goodhead. Holly Goodhead. <laughs> Moonraker. Moonraker. Yeah. yeah. Moonraker Bond girl. So huh. she was a Bond girl. She was cheating on her husband. Yep. And cocky about it too, mm-hmm. which is probably not a good thing to do. See, yeah. it's another Mrs. Okay, Mrs. Cocky, man. <laughs> Mrs. Right? King needs to watch out. <laughs> There's a lot of these themes of people cheating on each other. Right. So she leaves in her nice. Was it a Mercedes? It was a Mercedes. It was a Mercedes. Yeah. 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 And uh, like takes a corner around a road, and there's a guy hitchhiking. Yep, had a sign, mm-hmm. and she slides in the ice, and it was an accident, I think. Yeah, yeah. and oh, yeah. kills him. I thought she was like dialing on her cell phone or something. She was doing. She was. She got distracted, but yeah. I don't think it was her fault. I think if, she, I think if she, she didn't hit him, it right then, she, she would have been fine. Yeah, right. But she didn't want to reveal that she was having an affair. Because she right. hit him when her car went out of control. I think in there. Okay, yeah. could have been. But yeah. um, yeah. So the shot and something that could happen. And I even said this to you. Yep, Paul, you have, that, I was, I was you have like, that split second. I was like, you have one or two seconds to decide what kind of human being you are. Yep. Right. And nobody's watching. And I guess that's the definition of. Uh, I, true empathy. It's like, what would you do when nobody's watching? Yeah, because because that's one of the things. Especially yeah. if you've been drinking, it's yep. like if you've been drinking, that changes it too. Unfortunately, yeah. oh yeah. For most people's mind, I don't drink, so I don't have to worry. About <laughs> I would let, I would help that person, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, wrong. I, uh, <laughs> I would have to help that person. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. I could. It would bother yeah. me till the end yeah. of time. Oh, yeah, yeah, I couldn't if I got away with it. Yeah. So and it really was. Uh, I'd be mad about that. It, that was a great uh, <laughs> Stephen King cameo right there too. He yeah. was he was the truck driver that got out. And they, when they uh, found the body, but remember the woman came over and said, "What happened?" He says, "What are you blind? You didn't Someone even, just got creamed." And you didn't think of this either, and I or I didn't think of this. Stephen King was hit by a car and left yeah. outside the road. Yeah. Yeah. It hadn't happened at this point. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But isn't that weird? Mm. Yep. 
He, he totally got left for dead. <laughs> when we get around that time period, we yeah, should we'll, talk. Some we'll talk about a little about uh, next time. Kingdom Hospital. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, then the, then but the, then you then go ahead. Nicole, you take over from there. So well, he gets Nicole hit, Elman. and she makes the decision to not yep stick around, and so she leaves. She's thinking in her head. She's gonna get away with this. She didn't. Uh, no one knows this guy. Probably all this and that. And then she kind of sees him in the rearview mirror, just walking up to the car, and she's like, "What the hell is going on here?" And then she takes off, and then at another point she sees him, and then. Uh, Ends up hitting him again, and right after he's like, and every time he comes, to him, what's what's the line there, Justin? Thanks for insane. the ride, lady. <laughs> oh, and who was the actor? We found out who he uh, was. He recently. was a character actor. He was uh, on Seinfeld. How well do you know Seinfeld? He Decently, worked, he was the black was guy the, that worked at the, Yan- at the, the Yankees organization with, George. with him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I do guy. know who that is. Uh, yeah, and he was in a couple other things, but. Uh, yeah, it was hilarious that every time <laughs> he got he more would come and more back, deteriorated, he would, yeah, he would deteriorate yeah. more and more until the very end where he was nothing but like a flipping tongue. Yeah, out of like, a, the, 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 uh, like a big thing of meat. <laughs> and so it was terrorizing her. It would yeah. come back and it would be in the car. He would be in the car and remember she hit him in the uh, woods. Yeah. yeah, and then she had to come to. She gets knocked. At out. this point, she's trashed the car completely. Oh yeah, too. and she uh, brings it all the way back to her garage. Mm-hmm. And when she's in the garage, well, she thought she she thought she got a concussion in the car crash. Yeah, and it th- remembered all that stuff. Right. Yeah. That so she was convinced it didn't happen. So she right. went home. And then when she's in the garage, he's there again, and he's like nasty and just like attacking her right Ugh. into her cheek, and like Ugh. Ugh, it's really nasty. Uh, until the point where. Uh, but the husband comes home, right? Mm-hmm. Then the husband comes home and he opens the garage and her like dead body just flies out of it. He's not there, but the car is trash. Try yeah. figuring that one out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it was creepy, man. Yeah. And what was great about that is it had that river had that thread that went through all three of them that was like a cartoon of a kid getting yeah, bullied. Yeah, exactly. And it, him ordering like uh, Venus, Venus flytrap mm-hmm. seeds and yep. it ends up killing the bullies at the end and yep. everything. So yeah, <laughs> that was, was good. wild, man. So yeah, that was 87, man. That will bring an end to part one, man. And there's some, man, I'm looking at the list for number two. There's some, there's I can't some big dogs. I don't know if I can wait another week. To, You're going to have to, man. To get to You're going to have to. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's some uh, some really good ones in there, too, that we could talk a bunch about. All right. So yeah, for this week, uh, that's all we got to talk about. We got If you want to get a hold of us on Twitter, you can get a hold of us at at Podcast. And if you want to email us, we're at fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com. And we should say that there is a soon-to-be-a-Facebook page uh, coming up. So I don't have to do anything with it, right? Yeah, you don't have to do All right, sweet. Ways. You're not going to be in charge of it? I told him you were going to run it. Yeah, you, you were going to run the whole thing. <laughs> you misspoke, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, check us up on uh, Facebook if you could. Give us a like, and we'll be uh, posting all the new episodes up on there. And cool, like, we take selfies every week with our guests or with us and... Uh, just random stuff we'll be posting on there, so it'll be kind of fun to keep track of future episodes. We'll uh, we'll do all that on there, so it could be cool. So until next week, see ya. Peace. Peace.